His name is Long Duck Dong. What? Long Duck Dong. He came down with Grandma and Grandpa Baker. He's an exchange student that's living with them. Son? Yeah, Dad? How's your day, pal? Great, Dad. How's yours? Super. Say, son, how'd you like to go fishing this weekend? Great, Dad. But I've got homework to do. That's all right, son. You can do it on the boat. Gee. <laughs> Welcome back, all you weirdos, to Weird Out Loud, the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I'm Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Moore. You quiet. <laughs> this is episode 10. It's a milestone, and now you're going to be all quiet as shit. Yep, I'm whispering. Oh, See, the problem is, is this week I was called out as being a mush mouth, a marble mouth, that a was jerk great. off, a felon. <laughs> uh, this was an awful week. You need to liven up there now, brother. Yeah. I'm podcast gonna, time. It is podcast time. You said before that this is the, the moment you wait for, the, your moment to shine. I don't talk to anybody anymore. Like, all my friends are out having a life. This is the highlight of my week. Yeah, that is sad. Eh, well, it is what it is. I have a good it time. Is. It's all that matters. Um, before we go on, I'm going to tell people some important information. Oh, yeah? Yep. First off, I'm not going to mumble. I'm working on my uh, my diction. <laughs> I'm saying like diction. he sells she shells shun shing shaun shong. But what I'd like people to do is go to the site. They can listen to the podcast all they want. They can listen to it ten times. But if they go to the site, we'd really appreciate it because that's where we do all our reviews that are more in depth than what we're going to talk about tonight. Because I don't know about you, but when I start talking about things, I, I forget stuff. And then I go on and on about nonsense, like uh, <laughs> my uncle painting a freaking shark on the bottom of his pool. Stuff I like love that. that story. Yeah, yeah, that scared the crap. It still scares me. <laughs> but come to our site at weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com, and that's where we have all our stuff. That's the hub, the if hub. you will, the hub. Um, but how was your week? It was okay. What was Friday? Friday the 13th, brother. Huh. Yeah. What'd you do I, for that? I watched some flicks. Uh, it was hmm. just last night, and I can't even remember what the hell I watched. <laughs> some awful um, horror movies. Yeah, I did. I started watching The Omen 3, and uh, the rest is a blur, really. That's fucked up. Really? I think the Antichrist got to me and just erased my mind. What's that? Oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, last week I said we, since it was the Friday the 13th weekend, we'd be talking about two horror flicks, but we got a lot of shit to cover tonight, and... I know everybody's going to be disappointed, but I think we got to cut out the horror talk. Yeah. I, I know one person will be disappointed because I read all of our listener mail, and there's somebody who uh, 
I actually won't be disappointed. Their dream has come true. <laughs> you are not going to talk horror talk. No, it's somehow all it slips in because stuff slips in. But we're going to start again this week with listener mail. How's that? I love listener mail. I know you do. Uh, also, I want to mention, we, we get a lot of listener mail. For a podcast that just started, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Some don't even deal with listener mail. But I would like to say or think that we get a lot of listener mail. Uh, okay, I'm down. Okay. But I don't know what an average get, is. We have not gotten any <clears throat> reviews or pluses or whatever you call it on iTunes. And everything revolves around that, it seems, on iTunes. So if anybody I, – I say it's now – it's a requirement. If you send in a mail, <laughs> you have to go to iTunes, and you could give us one star. Well, I don't care. There goes mail. <laughs> I just want to see anything hit. It just looks like it's like we're there out on an island by ourselves. Yeah, now nobody will even send in mail. Nope. But if you want to send in mail, you make me do send stuff. It I'm to, out. Well, the mail send to Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. That is the email address that I will get the email. Eric will not. I will not allow him to look at the mail beforehand. Because I like to surprise him. I hate surprises. Yeah, I know. That's what makes it funny. And we're going to start off the mail with the always pleasurable, always <laughs> the first one. What is his name? John. John. And John is, I, I don't know, Eric, I, something's happening with John. It seems that he's getting positive. Well, spring is strong, brother. I don't know. I, I I'm, I don't know if maybe I, – actually, I do know it's the same guy because it, it is his email. I was going to say maybe it's an <laughs> imposter. Maybe he just is – we're winning him over with all our great talk. Earth 2, John. Yes. Uh, John writes, you guys are getting a little better. That's it. I, don't, I like it. No, it's just that I got not, so – Yeah, I know. It's used not John. to the sucking and the stinking. Yes, it's not John. Asshole. But I appreciate it, John. I like being a little bit better. I have a feeling that once he really likes us, we'll never hear from him again. <laughs> that I think that's it. He's once he then he'll move on to the next one that he thinks sucks, and that's his thing. But that that's nice. Thanks, John. Thank you, John. Uh, the next one is from Batman with a Box, and Batman with a Box, who sent this, actually sent this on uh, Tumblr, and he put, "Hey guys, I follow you on Twitter as well, which he is Joe J O underscore Bowser." And listen to your podcast. I want to say I love your podcast, even if you guys are assholes. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. I support you guys 100%. Hashtag Team Fuck Rush. Fuck hashtag Rush. Team Huey Lewis. So oh, right yeah. there we know there's a guy with taste. Yes. A guy who can sense what we really are like, because, yes, we are assholes. And he supports us 100%. So, man, Batman with a box of Joe Bowser, we appreciate it because we Joe. need support. <laughs> we don't get much support in our normal life. Especially uh, at work. I think they hate us there. Uh, most people do. <laughs> That's why you look forward to, to the podcast. So. Yes. yes. Uh, the next mail is from a usual um, – it's a person who often puts comments on the site as well, and it's Chisanga. And the funny thing about this is I got this email, didn't realize that it was a, for the <laughs> podcast, and responded – uh, because I thought it was just a question. But what the question was, uh, was wondering if you will do an overall review of all the weeklies from the first issue to the last issue when they finish in April, especially which characters and plots were relevant to them. And I think we we talked about this, which I think you forgot about. I totally forgot yeah, about it. You sent this to me the other uh, earlier today, and I'm like, 
well, we're not doing that, yeah, right? You're like, and I'm like, yeah, I already actually told Sangha that we were. <laughs> but um, actually, my answer is yes and no. Because, yes, I will probably do – I do Batman Eternal. Yes. And in the end, I will probably do a retrospective kind of like a was it good type of Was article. it worth it? Was it, actually, that's what I was thinking of calling it because right now – Batman Eternal wasn't. There's a little spoiler for you, a little sneak preview. Boosh. But I think I'm going to write a little something and maybe even include like my average, what my average per issue is, and then actually what my average in my, my head my or my heart, actually. <laughs> because I was looking through my averages on Batman Beyond, uh, going through just to see what... Batman and, Eternal? I mean Batman Eternal, I'm sorry. Did I say uh, Batman yeah. Beyond? What the heck am I thinking? But yeah, Batman Eternal... And when I went back and looked through, the average is a lot higher than what I think in my – what I really think that it is. I did the same thing with Future Zen and World Zen, and I, it was a lot higher than I expected yeah, it to be. Yeah, same here. And I remember – I'm looking through, and I'm like, oh, I, I probably gave this or that. I gave some nines. I, and again, I, I even went back to look at the individual reviews for those issues. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I did like those issues, and they're all early though. Yeah. As it went on, you can tell I'm I'm starting to lose patience. Running and, out of steam. Oh yeah, and I'm just like, oh no, here we go. Uh, but it, I will do that. I don't know if you're going to be able to do for both. I'm sure I will. Honestly, but, I mean, I I would expect it just to be you know a little article just to say what we thought and you know what. Actually, in my mind, I we should have probably talked about this before now so we don't ramble on. But in my mind, what I'll probably do is put that, like I said, the score, what I really think the score should have been, and then kind of like what I liked, didn't like. Something right. like that. Ah, but the next email is from Xenomort. And Xenomort says, hey, Jim, it's a director, right to me. Hey, Jim, <laughs> how dare you say bad things about Harrison Ford? The guy's 130 years old. <laughs> Show him some respect. You did go off a little bit last yeah. week about Harrison Ford. Yeah. Guy shouldn't be flying a plane. I'm sorry. Leonard Nimoy died. You talk shit on him left, right. Yeah, no, no mail about no, Leonard Nimoy. I told Nimoy. you. It's because we, we, at work even, we deal with some younger people. And I don't think that they even know who Leonard Nimoy is. It's weird. Well, they're idiots. Well, That's the problem. they're idiots. We talk about people who you would think that would be uh, common names for the next 150 years. <laughs> and somebody at the age of 22 right now doesn't even know who like Jack Nicholson is. That's or, terrible. Yeah. Or um, I, I'd even like, hey, do you know who Jack Nicholson is? And they're like, oh, isn't that the golfer? I'd even respect that. <laughs> but no, they're like, no. And then you're like, oh, you know Pee Wee Herman, right? No. You know Andrew Dice Clay? No. Thank God. Thank God. Seriously. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I will show Harrison Ford some respect. The guy is 130 years old. Uh, and he I'm, is one of your favorite characters in your favorite movie. He is. He. Uh, I. It's funny, though, but I, I actually forget his name in American Graffiti. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Take, I don't even know. Star Wars and Raiders are yeah, two of Raiders your favorite movies Star. of uh, all time. Raiders You're talk is my shit. favorite series, actually, over Star Wars as a whole. Yeah, I love him, but... He seems to be very angry now, and he flies planes when he shouldn't even be riding a bike. The guy should be being pushed it, around in a freaking wheelchair. Why is he riding a plane? Riding? Riding. Why? Uh, actually, it'd be, no, I don't know. He shouldn't be behind any sort of controls at all. 
Absolutely not. He should. They should actually. He's probably so out of it now. He's so old. They can put him behind a flight simulator on the computer and just. He'll think he's in a plane. That's good. Then he doesn't hurt anybody, especially himself. He's an American treasure. We don't want him to die. Agreed. All right. Next mail is from Little Apple. This is for you, and I didn't give you this beforehand. Little Apple says, I know that Friday the 13th is bad luck, but does Eric have to make it worse by talking about his stupid horror movies? <laughs> That's the question. You know what? No. Probably you not. said you're not going to, right? No. No, I'm not going to talk about them. Give us a little, give us a little taste. No, I'm not doing it. Uh, what is your favorite uh, movie in the series, Friday the 13th? Which one's your favorite? I think you actually probably said this before. but Part what is 7, The New Blood. Okay. Pretty what much is, Carrie versus Jason. Is uh, 8 your least favorite? Um, Probably. I don't know. Is That's, that uh, Manhattan? Yeah, it's definitely Manhattan. But no, I'm saying like, the re- does the remake count? Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't count the remake in that. Neither do I. It's terrible. Okay, well, the next one uh, kind of goes in this vein as well, and it's G-Dog 34. All right, G-Dog. G-Dog. G-Dog says, I pose a question. If Eric talks about horror movies, nobody listens. Can we all just pretend it didn't happen? Please tell me yes with an exclamation point. The answer is yes. Uh, uh, Got to get my fucking horror podcast going. Yeah, just to, horror, to, uh, did you see my new name for your horror podcast? Yeah, I saw it. The Ginger Dead Podcast. The Ginger, Ginger Blog or Ginger Dead Blog. Yeah, you like some real crappy movies, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I do. All right, and we'll move on from the Eric bashing to the all-around bashing because Rush 2112, <laughs> uh, you know Uh-oh. where this is going. <laughs> yeah, that's And you're right. There's more Rush fans that have written in to say <laughs> bad things than Leonard Nimoy fans. Everybody, we say some nasty, awful things, but the freaking Rush fans. Rush 2112 says, sorry, but I just got around to catching up on your podcast. Which actually, when I read that uh, the first time, I laughed because we hardly have any. And the guy, he's struggling to catch up. That's a typical Rush man. <laughs> <laughs> and since you guys bash Rush, which is my all time favorite band, who do you guys like? So he wants to know what music we like since we hate Rush so much. <laughs> it was and, right, before, right before the podcast, I was blasting Europe's fu- The yeah, Final Countdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually wrote down like mine, and I was actually legitimate that uh, I love the Beatles. I love Led Zeppelin. I'm a big Beck fan, which Eric hates. And I love uh, right now Beastie Boys and NWA. I put, I like a lot of bands. And my favorite band of all time is Aerosmith. Aerosmith, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rush fan's going to have problems with that. Totally. Uh, I don't know. Mine's a pretty lame list, too. You know what? Everybody can like what they want, but I hate Rush. So there. Take that. Boosh. Yes. The next mail is from Chance for You. Chance for You says, What do you guys think of the new Wonder Woman and Superman looks? I hate both more than Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart hate Eric. <laughs> That's pretty yes. harsh, because that yeah. means he really hates them. Seriously. Because, man, those guys hate your guts. It's not my fault they that we're never supposed to get that guts. tweet. <laughs> got that tweet on Batgirl, they hate you. Uh, in in the side note, I still haven't reviewed Gotham Academy that Brendan Fletcher's on, but I have read it, and it's incredible. That's so what you good. get for boycotting it. It's dick. so good. I, I'm still boycotting. I'm planning on doing it tomorrow. I'm boycotting, though. I, I hate, I, I don't want to say I hate that guy. I didn't like the way he treated you. 
It's all I'm, your okay. Fault. I'm okay with it's it. It's all though. your fault. But back to that. What do you think of? We'll go. Uh, let's go Superman first. What do you think of the new Superman look? And if you, if people haven't seen it yet, it is the t-shirt and jeans Superman again. It's a little bit switched up. You know, you have like the black underneath the S, and yeah. there's no cape. Yep. And it is. He's got his hair cut really short. This is yep. pretty much Superboy. Is yeah, what I'm yeah. looking at. It, it looks a lot like uh, Superboy to me. Of course, um, we'll get to it even a little bit later. No beard. Yeah, we're gonna miss Beard's the beard. Beard's gone. Honestly, I'd like to see what this would look like with a beard. Because <laughs> he, I don't know. Actually, I think with the beard, he'd probably look too much like in the Man of Steel movie. Maybe I don't. That's the thing. They've cut his hair so damn short. He doesn't even look. I actually watched Man of Steel last night. That's one of the flicks I watched on Friday the Thirteenth, oh, really? like at one o'clock in the morning. That's I just put pick. it on. I know it was on HBO when I started watching it, and uh, I really like Henry Cavill as Superman. He just yeah. embodies the part so well. And I'm looking at this picture of the new Superman. The hair is too short to be that Superman. It doesn't look anything yeah. like him. And th- I'm saying this does not read Superman to me when I look at his jerk-off face. Yeah, I just – I don't like the idea of him in a shirt and tee. Uh, I'm saying it was great in Action Comics back like when the Action Comics was doing that, but well, now – here's the thing though. When they did that, am I not mistaken that he really didn't fly a lot then either? Because no. he was just kind of – to me, that's where it goes wrong. When you start flying around with a T-shirt and jeans, it just looks odd. I'm saying he, he's rocked this look now in Future's End because now he's back. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's put on his old costume that he had just laying around. And it's fine because he's all bearded out. He looks mm-hmm. he looks great. This I do not like. Is it a Kryptonian T-shirt? You think? No, no. It's like, what is that? Remember that one side? Like it was a backstory. Where oh yeah, oh, I remember. The guy who makes all the, yeah, all the T-shirts, and he got mad. But then he said, "Yeah, if you supply me with the T-shirts, the problem is, is is it going to get to be like a Power Girl situation where everywhere Superman goes, he's going to end up bare chested because the shirt's going to get ripped off and." The jeans will get ripped off. Next thing, you have Magic Mike 3 going not, on down I'm the saying, street. People gyrating and dancing. <laughs> it would be saying, awful. I, I'm taking over Superman in June, and I'm already not looking forward to it. Well, this and but here's the thing that this it's going to carry over. I think this is more out of Action Comics to me is how this look goes, but I might be mistaken. That's how it kind of seemed to me. Right, I because think it's they, well. The whole opening thing—it's going um, to take over all the Superman. Don't books. you think it'll be odd in Superman itself because the guy just got a new costume? And I think it's going to get switched up. Yeah, uh, I well, there, it's—I was going to mention to you, and we'll talk about it also a little later. Uh, the first issue you have is part of a whole crossover with all the rest of the books that I'm doing. I and exactly that's why we switched up the books originally, so you got most of the super books so mm-hmm. you could deal with this. Now we're going to be back in the same boat. I actually was hoping that in come June, all this that they were going to kind of put a hold on all these crossovers, but right away, right Superman, away, man, big crossover. But Superman, the truth. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves because we still have to answer a chance for you how we like the Wonder Woman costume. I, I don't get it. I I don't mind it so much, only because there's part of it that I think, okay, she's the god of war. It makes sense to have, like, she has those crazy uh, shoulder pads, shoulder yeah. pads. And I don't and mind the shoulder pads. Blades. I don't like the blades. That looks so ridiculous. I don't know why she would need them. I really don't. Uh, Wonder Woman For does stabbing, not, come on. She, well, <laughs> yeah, to poke. But why would Wonder Woman need those? I, I don't understand. And they just seem like they wouldn't. Do you think they retract or are they always there? I think they retract. Yeah. I just don't like the look of it. I don't know. It's like um, 
looking back at that that we just got that new uh, Melissa Benoist in the Supergirl outfit. Mm-hmm. How they went a little bit more conservative. There's no like open flesh. No, and no, I think yeah, they went yeah. that's because this actually looks retro as well, even though it's like a whole new costume. Yeah, it's it's pretty much covers her entire body. There's I no open flesh on this the, Wonder Woman. The pant part of it actually reminds me of that costume a while back for that TV show that got bashed. A little the, bit, not really. You not know, the, with the, the shiny pants, and I I don't know. I just I I know what you're saying. That, you know, it's more covered, and it actually, if you would get down to the nitty-gritty of it, it probably is a more... It's more uh, of an American costume than she had on before. To me, it seems like maybe it would work better in a fight, stuff like that. You know, you kind of don't have that crazy skirt or the the bathing suit look going. I really dug the new 52's redesign. Yeah, I did too. And I'm just kind of disappointed. You like the hot pants. Yeah, I like the hot pants. <laughs> That's all you, you cared about, the hot <laughs> pants. So you got Wonder Woman in the hot pants that you like, and you like Superman with his shirt and pants getting ripped off. <sighs> You're a sick man. And well, let's go on to – oh, the oh, other thing I wanted to say because, yeah, I'm not done either because I did say to you before we started tonight that um, uh, the Finches, Meredith and uh, David Finch, do the writing and art in – Wonder Woman, and what I thought originally, the minute that I saw this new look, I thought, <laughs> how dare you? You have not, now, granted, David Finch's art's great. Yes. Meredith Finch's writing, not so great. And the book itself, not so great. And I thought, how dare you two, with your, you know, highfalutin ways, think that you have the right to change the costume? And I'm assuming that it is all them. I'm sure it is, and I'm sure there's more people involved, but still... What do they get the right? They haven't even written one good issue yet, and they're going to change the costume up. Uh, that's bullcrap to me. Um, I just want to talk about while we're on the subject of new shit. Have you seen the new Batman costume for uh, when issue forty drops? I mean, oh, forty one yeah, drops yeah. in June. Costume. Yeah, well, it's like a transformer. I'm saying I it looks like it Chappie. You see, it kind of does look like Chappie. You know what it looks like to me though? I got the picture right here where him and uh, Superman are standing toe to toe. Okay, yeah, and. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with RoboCop or RoboCop oh, Two yeah, that yeah, like yeah. that much in your brain, but it looks like one of those failed RoboCop prototypes yeah, yeah. that they had that they scrapped until they got freaking uh, Peter like, Weller up in that. I like the big rabbit ears. That's the thing. What is with that? At it's first, so when we, like if I first pictures dropped, you only saw like shadowy pictures of it. Yeah. It looked almost like he had a blue beetle scarab on. Yeah, yeah. I and I'm actually, looking at. Look, I'm looking on. at this. I'm looking at this picture here on his chest above the bat symbol. You have a red and a blue light, like a cop car, mm-hmm. that's going to flash. I'm like, what the hell is it? Is it just a pure robot now? I, I can't I see know. somebody actually in this costume. Yeah, I, I mean, why? the only way you would think it, it's happening is either because he gets so screwed up that he needs that, or I don't know. I have no idea. It's, that's the thing. People complained back in the 90s with the Asriel Batman and how like over the top this freaking robotic bat suit mm-hmm. looked. Yeah. That is a hundred times cooler and better than what the hell I'm looking at right now. Speaking of which, I'm making a live uh, call that your list next week, mm-hmm. worst uh, costume redesigns. Boom. You got that, next week already, brother. Suck it. That is a hit. <laughs> I think you're on next week, then I'll do mine. I think I have two coming up that I'm going to sub in. I'm going to do the uh, characters that I want in Injustice Year 4 and also characters that I want in Justice League 3001. But next week, worst redesigns. Boom. Fair enough. You're there. Yeah. And you want to go to the next mail? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess we're done talking okay. with this. But no, all the costumes, 
Wonder Woman's not bad. The rest of this garbage. Yeah, yeah, I don't. The Batman, I can't say the Batman's garbage. I'm confused. I don't understand it. <laughs> I, like, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. And luckily, you get Batman because you're taking yeah, over that Batman book and Superman June. and Wonder Woman. Boom. Yeah. I get all three of those fucking yep. things. Yep. All right. The last mail for the night and <laughs> the week is from Frank. And Frank oh, says, Frank. this is something close to my heart that Frank has brought up. <laughs> And it, it will lead into a rant. But Frank says, what's up with Greg Rucka? Saw him bashing you guys on Twitter, and I am completely confused. Is there more to this? Because if not, he seems like a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little background. We decided last paint week. Paint the picture I think, for me, brother. Paint well, the picture. I'm going to paint the picture with broad strokes. Last <laughs> week, I think I mentioned it on the podcast that I was not looking forward to Convergence. Well, there's been a lot of previews for Convergence, and what they are are a cover and a page, which I'm assuming first page, but it may not even be. But what it is is DC released the cover, first page. These are not anything, no lettering, no word bubbles, no dialogue, nothing, just a page. But what it seems to be is they want to get something out there so that people can see the art and say, like, oh, man, I, I, lo- I want to see that. Say, i got to get on this Convergence trolley yeah, right say, away. Yeah, and individual titles. And what this was, Greg Rucka is doing the question. So you get the question, you get the two, you get the cover and the one page. You also get the solicit. But on the question, this is one that actually, it, it caused some problems, but it's one that I really think is what they wanted to get out there. Because the question, it tells you who the question's going to be. Yep. And it's, uh, what's her name? Renee Montoya. Renee Montoya again, which is everybody, you know, people are fans. They love Renee Montoya as the question. So you get that. You also get Two-Face in the book, and that's in that first page. And I was now, really excited because we and, haven't seen Two-Face since he shot his yep, brains out in fucking two, Batman and Robin. Yep, Two-Face killed himself in Batman and Robin when they had the Batman and Two-Face. So you haven't seen him in a while. So I think when you get this preview... You're like, holy crap, Renee Montoya and also Two-Face, you get the... Now, back to what I was saying, I said that I wasn't into Convergence. We weren't going to put up the previews. Well, last week, we do the podcast Saturday night. On Sunday, I started looking through some of these previews, and the first one I saw was Batman and the Outsiders. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to throw this up. I even put it in my little blurb for the actual preview where I said... I'm going to put this up, see how everybody reacts to it. If you guys like it, we'll put some others up. These things aren't even new. A couple of them are no. weeks old. I just, yeah. you know what? I had mentioned to you before, I'd like people to kind of come to the site and be able to find more than just the one thing that they came for. So if they see, oh, let me check out this Convergence preview, they'll Sounds check right. it out. So I put that one up. Then I kind of looked through and I thought, I, I think I messaged you. I said, you know what? Let's just put up the ones that we're personally interested in. We're not going to put up every one. Yeah. Let's just, if something grabs our attention or I think it would grab yours, whatnot, let's do. So the next one was uh, Justice Society of America. Looks awesome. Looks so great. So I put that. Now, in the meantime, and I, I'm, I draw a blank on who is doing the JSA one. Yeah, but, so do I. <laughs> but the first one I put up, the Batman and the Outsiders, was Mark and Draco. And so I sent it out. I tweeted him. He retweeted it. Everything's fine. He may have even commented. I can't remember. But everything seemed okay. There we go. We term it as, you know, Batman and the Outsiders, Convergence, number one, whatever, preview. Yeah, it's no preview. problems. No problems. We put up the JSA, and the JSA got a lot of play 
on Twitter and the site. It blew up. People were all excited. They loved the look. They liked the old characters that had, like, Jay Garrick and uh, I think Alan Scott's on the cover, right? And Hawkman. And there's, yeah. all, the, there's all the, you know, the classic characters. I, I and, got excited to sell when yeah, you Yeah, everybody got So then the third one <laughs> happened to be the question. Greg, it has to be the one I put up. <laughs> Greg Rucka and Cully Hamner, is, uh, they're doing it. So I put it out, give it to you. I sent it to you. You put your little blurb there. You say, oh, I can't wait. I haven't seen Two-Face. We tweet it out, and then, boom, I get a message or a tweet from Greg Rucka. And basically, uh, exactly what it says is, that's really misleading. You're implying you've seen the issue and are giving a preview. Not cool. <laughs> then... I think I defended myself a little like, oh, well, you know, we're just putting it out there, whatever. Then he writes back a single page, unlettered, come on. And I'm telling you right now, dickhead. Dickhead. Because this guy, what we're doing, we're a little site, right? Yeah. We get this thing. Entertainment Weekly has gotten these things and put them up every freaking day. They have almost every one of them. They're putting them up. Nobody's getting upset at them because this is what is out. This yeah. is what DC has put out for people to kind of push. We are doing free advertisement. You know what we gain from putting that? Nothing. Maybe people come to the site. You know what we get for each view on our site? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> we, we like to get it. We do it just for us and to, to you know, be proud of ourselves, I guess, pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> we don't advertise on our site. We don't have anything like that. All we're doing is putting out stuff so that people who are interested can go. And you know what happens? People look at that preview and see the question, see Two-Face. And there has to be some people who saw that preview who didn't even know anything like that was coming out and thought, oh, you know what? I, I didn't know they had the question. Or, or other people who have read the, the Trinity of Sin and don't like the question that has been in the New 52 and go, yeah, oh, I don't holy care crap, Renee Montoya, I'm back in. Or, oh, my God, Two-Face, I thought he was dead. I'm going to check this out. Yeah, Greg Rucka, he, he all upset about this. And then Cully Hamner, he doesn't have the balls to retweet it because Greg Rucka said something about it. Oh, geez, so, that's, just, that's just throwing things out there. Maybe he's been well, busy. I don't screw know. Screw it. I, I'm so, <laughs> I got so angry. And I said to you, I'm so mad because this happened last Sunday, the day after we do the podcast. And, I again, I was calling for an emergency podcast. We got <laughs> a 10-minute podcast about this. But it's such bull crap. This guy is pissed off. Because we were advertising for him. And you know what he could have done if he didn't like it? You don't put anything. And also, he, he says later, I haven't even seen the preview myself. Well, how the hell are we going to then? <laughs> he wrote the damn issue. That's so ridiculous. I was actually tempted to get the one page and put my own word bubbles in. And then to <laughs> freaking tweet it to him. Here you go. It's lettered now, you jerk off. I was so angry. So then it went on. And then I, I played it pretty cool. I didn't want to get upset. I was so angry. I wanted yeah. to reach through the, the computer screen and grab him by the neck and choke him. Choke him out until he tapped right. out. So angry. Hey, Jim. But, yeah. Jim. Um, Am I mumbling just, now? Now I'm pissed off. Justice Society of America? Yeah. That's by Dan Abnett and Tom okay. Derenick. Yeah. And just that, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> and see? And you know what? Dan Abnett never retweets us. I think he just hates us anyway. But I, I, I don't know. I don't even know if I sent it to him. But it got all these things got responses, positive yeah. response. So it kind of went on a little then. And then I put, I, I wrote back to Greg Ruck and put, actually, this was actually one of the issues we were excited for. But if it bothers yeah. you, we'll take it down. Now, I'm telling you, all these tweets went within like a five-minute span. 
And he's bashing. Oh, he's not cool. Come on. So then I put that, and then he, he responds all of a sudden. Oh, no. I just clicked the link. I was hoping for a preview myself. What a jerk. Seriously. And then the best I love, that he, then he says that preview is a slippery word. What it, you know what a slippery word is? Dickhead. That's what I say. Uh, and the guy, I don't, I don't even care. The guy will never listen to our podcast, you know, because we're so freaking ridiculous. I'm sure he's on his high horse up there on his oh, comic Jesus book Christ. writing mansion. He's living off his Batman money. I don't like Dan. Uh, Dan Ruck, I mean, See, I don't even know his name. No, he, he's actually a really, really big writer. And yeah. I, I don't think he's been at DC for a bit. Um, I told you that he just didn't get the memo that we're legit. <laughs> too legit too the quick. best too is that nobody's got that memo yet, but we're waiting. Uh, yeah. I printed up the memo. I'm about to send it out. But again, how can you get mad at this? And the the only other thing I can think of is that actually, what do you think Cully Hanner thinks? No idea. Because he's basically saying, "Come on, that's bullshit. You're only showing that shitty art." That's how it came off to me. Like, oh, why would you? Who's going to like it from that art? It doesn't even have letters. Come you got on. none of my words in I there. I think colleagues there are like, you son of a bitch. You know what? You're a jerk. Oh, yeah. So Cully now is reaching in it. We're all going to strangle him. But that's my rant on Greg Rucka. I got so angry. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I came to the party late, and by the time I actually saw anything on there, you had already diffused the whole situation. I'm like, you know what? Anything I say at this point is just going to make things worse. It's just, again, Bo, I, uh, what did I, I wrote right to you. I sent you a message. Here we go. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Because we went, I'm telling you, either we went two and a half years under the radar. Yeah. Or just we didn't piss people off. Now, all of a sudden, everybody hates us. We I, got... I'm telling you, we give the little blurb on the, like each preview, what we think about it, what we're looking forward to or whatnot. And, like, I didn't say anything negative during it. I actually was talking about how I was looking forward to it. I don't yeah. know anymore. You know, yeah, I, again, um, the other funny thing with this is is that it seemed that his talk just killed everything about that preview, oh, at yeah. least on Twitter. And then I don't know if you saw later on in the week a Renee Montoya fan kind of got involved with a conversation with them through our post. Oh, no, I didn't see oh, that Oh, yeah, yeah. And, but it was so weird because this person, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but uh, I would said, oh, girl. hey, no. Greg, um, really excited to see this because I, I'm a huge Renee. I'm, their Twitter handle was like Renee Montoya fan. I'm right. a real big fan. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're excited. And then the person wrote back, yeah, if, if it's as good as I can tell or if – if it's as good as what it seems that you care about, it's something like, like, it right. was ridiculous. It made no sense. I'm thinking, what are they reading? They're reading that the guy's all pissed off about a misleading preview, and they're, oh. He's getting excited, like, oh, he's so passionate about it. Yeah, it exactly, great. yeah. And to me, it seemed like he was, like, he's already, oh, actually, I think of the tweet, he's like, I don't know, I'm worried that I'm going to mess it up, you know. And again, there he is freaking trying to get patted on the back. I hate people like that, like, oh, man, I'm so terrible. Oh, I'm so ugly. Which I am. No, that's me. When I say, oh, I'm so ugly, everybody agrees, and then I go home crying. Quiet down, I'll go. Yeah. But that's that's my rant that's there. A, that's that, the Greg Rucker rant, everybody. Yeah, that's Greg Rucker. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan, though. And you, uh, you're doing the question, right? Because I oh, yes. I'm not in. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm doing out. the question. And please, right. if it sucks, don't tweet him. Yeah, yeah, I won't. I, I, I'm sure it's going to be really good. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll see. You can look at that page. And when the, pa- when the page is awful, when it has writing on it, <laughs> you, you can yell at him. The funny thing to me is we skated under the radar of all this nonsense yep. until the podcast starts, and now we just fucking, every, it yeah, seems like every other week some bad yeah. shit goes we down. We never had anybody, again, maybe people ignored us, but it was never like straight out calling us on crap, maybe. Again, do you, do you think that makes you more legit, or does it just make you an asshole? I'm a legit I, asshole, I what are you talking more, about? I feel more like an asshole than legit. Uh, yay. I guess that's right. part. I guess that was the beginning of the news. That's personal news. <laughs> now we'll get to the real news. And there was one huge thing that came out this week, that was basically the June solicits. And why is that important, Eric? Because we don't know what the fuck's going on after exactly. convergence. And I think the first podcast that we really put up, uh, big time, was the one that we talked about the. Um, the what June we thought, book, yeah. When we got like the list of books and we made up stuff. Yeah. We talked about stuff and made it up. And you know what? I'm reading, and my mic is falling. I, um, <laughs> reading these solicits, we weren't that far off. We were pretty good. So if you, anybody goes back and listens, they'll be like, no, you weren't. You freaking guys were way off. But <laughs> the solicits were put out, and instead of going through all the solicits and all that crazy stuff that certain people like to do, and we're not them, uh, we're going to go through some that I thought personally were interesting. We'll talk a little about those. But first, I want to say that Jim Lee... You want to dash my dreams, don't you? Yes, Jim Lee and Dan DiDio uh, made some comments. And now, since the podcast has started pretty much, me and Eric have had a little bit of a fight back and forth. (laughs) And what it is, is Eric will not... What it is. What it is, is that Eric will not give up the new 52. No. He will not give it up. Uh, Fucking bullshit. I think now you're going to have to give it up. No, I will not. Uh, then you're going to have to call it the new, tw- the old 25? You want to go with that? No, look, the book, the book thing has not mattered since it was first launched. See, if that had like 52 titles consecutively, yeah, in a long-ass time. But you're only going to have 25 titles now that are even possibly going with any sort of continuity. It's about the 52 universes in the freaking nope. multiverse. Actually, That's it. Nope. It isn't, now. And you know what? I don't even have this. I have some quotes and some stuff here, but I heard uh, one thing, and I really liked the way they spelled it out, is that what the um, writers on DC now are going to do, It's they're going to worry about canon, not continuity. And I actually like the way that's put, that they're going to go more for just the canon of the character and not care about timelines, not care about... Oh, you know, be what lazy. happened I this and what happened. Now, yeah, even me and you talked, and I, I was going to get into this after these quotes, but I'll talk about it now. We've talked about it that when the New 52 started, how angry were you when all of a sudden five years had passed and there were all the Robins? Yeah, it doesn't it make doesn't perfect make sense. sense. No. Nothing did. And all, as it's not it's, even that. All of Batman continuity has pretty much happened. There it happened, no... but you had to squeeze it in a five-year period. Yes, it does not make sense. It doesn't sense. make sense. And um, like you said about if uh, the the problem, was it that if Superman didn't die... There was no parallax. And there was no parallax. And, and then there was that no death of how Jordan so or Rebirth. It yes. makes sense. Uh, and also, there was always this whole thing. I mean, how many times did us, everybody else mention, did Superman really die? 
I still don't know. Actually. You know what I mean? Because it, at some points, I think Action Comics, yes, they said he did. Then he didn't. Then he, you know, and it'd be mentioned or it'd be hinted at. It didn't make sense. It doesn't yeah. go well in. And what I think is, and I think they said this as well, Dan DiDio and, and Jim Lee were the main guys talking, um, that they painted themselves into a corner right away, kind of like a couple guys who decide to do a DC-only podcast and, and blog it's not paint, I like DC Comics. I, I read know, DC Comics. It makes did, sense. Did we not paint ourselves into a corner? That You're right. We it should have been the DC Horror blog. You're right. right. DC <laughs> and DC slash horror. Maybe some Nobody Doctor Who in there. Yeah, Doctor Who, some Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, I would actually say, like, throw in some of my interests. I don't really have any. I know. That's why. Though if we had food reviews, I'd be in. <laughs> But I, I do want to do the Flash. I'm going to dress Flash up as, food reviews. I'm going to yeah. dress up as the Flash with me it's and my son. It's not fast food. It's Flash. Nope, food. Flash food reviews. I want to do that on YouTube, where me and my son dress up as Flash and Kid Flash and so eat. Good. Now I'm telling you, every review of food ends up with an eating contest at the end. <laughs> It'll blow up. We'll be big. But back to this. I think that DC painted themselves into a corner where they tried to shoehorn a weird continuity involved. They wanted to get everybody involved. So you know what they wanted to do. They wanted to get everybody able to jump in and not feel intimidated, not have to go back and and know things, even though they still went half-assed by saying, well, the Batman still counts. and the the Green Lantern still counts. They kind of went a little half-assed with it, but it got me into it. Yeah. So it worked, and... Basically, though, they could have just started everything at number one, and I probably would have been fooled and gone in anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, well, what happened is uh, Jim Lee, his quote is, we'll have a core line of about 25 books that will have that internal consistency, but then the rest of the line of about 24 titles will be allowed to shake things up a bit. And that's nothing new. That's not, you know, no. earth-shattering at all. That's what we thought. Um, then Dan DiDio said when we launched, it was – it was so pressed up against this hard-driving continuity for so long, people had a hard time recalibrating and rethinking how to approach our characters. So they started to fall back into old habits and looking in the past or where they were going to get their ideas from. Now I can tell you that we've changed it. We're actually looking to the future for where our ideas are. And that I'm telling you that what he just said was what you said. They were lazy. Yeah. They got the really lazy. Thing. These are writers. Where are they going to get their ideas from? Fuck you. You're writers. Yeah, but again, I you know... I think that he's right, though, that they kind of got, I don't know, you, you kind of got an idea where they wanted to relaunch, but then they wouldn't let them do certain things. Well, I, at first, I'm saying, when the relaunch was going to happen, originally they weren't going to renumber Action Comics or Detective Comics. Yeah, yeah because of that. I think Dan DiDio has gone on record by saying that's when he knew this was a real thing, is when mm-hmm. they decided that they were actually going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fine. I like the way things are working right now. I like my stories to have continuity. I'm a creature of continuity. I need this shit to survive. You are, but it's weird. It's like almost to me like you are that until something happens, and then you kind of go with it. I'm telling you, you you went parallax. You you got pissed off. You went with it though. Yes, the Green yeah. Lantern stuff happened. It happened within this five year period. It doesn't quite make sense, but it still happened. I can still latch onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We'll get on to some of the books, but first I want to just mention there that we had that big thing. They had that big announcement, and one of the things that they did announce during this whole thing is that a couple books won't be coming out until July, so they won't even be included in these solicits, and that's Dark Dark Universe, Justice League United, which that's just because I still don't think they found out anybody who wants to get on that book. 
Uh, Justice League of America, which on a side note, Jeff Johns announced that that will be completely out of continuity. It's just going to be random stories about the Justice League, uh, which actually, to me, I, I like that. I'm actually, I know, I'm just, actually excited. Am I going to review that or you? Uh, I have JLA. Okay, because, I mean, if we want to mix it up, I, I'd be in. Since you have Justice League and this is actually just going to be the Justice League doing crazy stuff, I might I'll, say, I'll, I'll get into it. I just, you know, I... Like I said, I need I want the continuity there. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if I need it yet. I'm telling you, June is going to be so weird to get into. Yeah, well, the books. last one that won't come out until July is uh, Mystic U. Right. Which, again, nothing about anything but Justice League United we know anything about because they're going to be coming out in, in July. We have no idea what they are. So what we'll do is we'll go down. You know what's going to be? June is going to be an easy month of reviews. Yeah, why do you say that? Just because the amount of this coming out. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a lot less. Um, and there's no weeklies. As yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, it will be good. And it'll be exciting. I think a lot of these new books, I'm excited about them. I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't as much before. Honestly, since we started talking and I saw those pictures, I, I put them on my phone earlier today to look at them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just getting less and less interested. Yeah. It's actually funny because well, I just said that, and then I'm looking down this list, and almost every one I have a negative comment for. <laughs> but then again, that's because these are the ones that I thought stuck out to me. Right. As, uh, and what I'm doing, I grabbed some stuff that stuff that seemed interesting, stuff that seemed odd, and other stuff that we just didn't know about before, uh, which one of them is the first one we'll just talk briefly about is that We Are Robin Number 1. You know what's weird about that? The title is We Are dot dot dot, 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 dot Robin, Robin number yeah. one. Like, okay. So like they're can, not sure who they are yet. You know, yeah, and again, I'm not going to go through this like whole... Like Weird Out Loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Did you say that tonight? Yes, I you did. son of a bitch. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, again, we already went through the solicits, so I'm not going to go full out on all these with, like, creators and all that. But, no. Um, Robin, though, with the We Are Robin, number one, I'll, I'll read the solicit because it just seems odd to me. It's spinning out of the pages of Batman. The teenagers of Gotham City have adopted the R and made it their own. A new Robin? No, hundreds of new Robins. <laughs> sounds like nonsense to me. It Honestly, really you know sounds what it sounds like? like? I, what? It sounds like um, this, this week's issue. I know, Detective, Detective Comics, Comics Endgame. Endgame. I know. It's I a prelude to this. Thing. Yeah. But, but they, if they would have put on Robin outfits, I would have been like, oh, no, here we go. But they put on those Joker masks. Yeah. But, again, just a sneak peek, I hated that issue. I know that you liked it as what it was. I had like fun, a fun yeah. side story. I hated it. I hated every minute of it. I couldn't stand it. And if Leave money, make this, him alone. If that's what this Robin's book is, it's going to well, be I'm a bunch of I'm reviewing it, so. Again, if there's 100 uh, new Robins running around, they better die. There better be some collateral damage or, you know, not even collateral damage. There better be some damage because if they don't and there's all these just kids running around like freaking nonsense, uh, it's bullcrap to me. Look, because... I'm going to go in with an open mind because I think it's going to be like Teen Titans and Batgirl and with the new direction those books have yeah, taken. Yeah, but with a bunch of teenagers who have no powers and are going to be pretend they're Robin. Okay, you were all about those girls in Grayson doing the same thing hey, last week. What are what are those girls there at that school doing? They are training. They're yeah, training they have to gym kill. Class. No, they're they're actually getting trained to kill. Yes, I know, I know. So they actually have training. This is like all of a sudden a bunch of teenagers. They're you know shooting hoops. Next thing they put on a Robin costume. Well, that's what's and been going on. Teen, the freaking Clayface. That's what's been going on in Teen Titans right now with the Wonder Girl gang. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Hasn't been good, but I'm telling you, I'm going to go with an open mind. Nonsense. Hey, I love Robin. I'll see how it works out. Nonsense. 
Get, move on. Next one is Batman number 41. And the reason why I put this is, again, we talked a little bit about it, but it's freaking robot Batman. <laughs> and the solicit says it's the all-new Batman makes his debut. Who is he and what happens next? Find out here as a new era begins at Gotham City. And I, I hate solicits like this. Yeah, I know. It doesn't. Well, Jack. again, it doesn't not just doesn't tell you that, but I saw or heard uh, Comic Vine had an interview with Scott Snyder. Oh, yeah? And um, I actually heard this on their podcast. Um, Tony Guerrero was interviewing him and said that he it was a weird interview because he's talking to him like, hey, Scott, what's the uh, you know, what's the art called? Can't tell you. Oh, what's this, you know, this first issue? What's the title? I can't tell you because everything would spoil it. Yeah. And you know how Scott Snyder is. The guy, you know, keeps things under lock and key, thinks he's such a freaking genius. Okay, so again, yes. Yeah, so uh, right I'm telling you, I apologize to everyone right now. I have had one of the worst weeks I've <laughs> ever had in my life, and I'm taking it out on you. Taking it me? out on me or the listeners. You, <laughs> the listeners, Scott Snyder, Greg Rucka. Uh, Reggie on Twitter. Rush. I got you in my eyes. Uh, freaking Rush and everybody else. The hell so yeah, the Robot Batman. Shit's gone weird after Endgame. Uh, so I, I suggest really fucking looking at Endgame, uh, the last issue of that when it comes out, because shit's getting weird. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if um, what's going to happen is because of this two-month period, I don't know if when they get back it's going to be one of those things where two months are going to take place as well in the in the books and that you come back and yes that something has happened now again i think that we're going to learn a lot about these things like say we are rob and all these it remember they have those little um previews all right the thing that's where i think almost all these are going to be set up so the we are robin number one i would guess that the um story in one of the convergence titles this preview story will be the origins of a couple teens deciding to start this robin's gang and then right. it goes on youtube or qtube or whatever the hell they'll call it <laughs> but it'll it'll get like that and you'll get an idea of these now of course you're not going to have batman 41 or batman in any of these backups though i think what i heard possibly is that the, a batman story will be in the um free comic book day and that's going to set up this new batman uh don't call me on it i think i heard that (laughs) uh but i think they're actually i think that what's going to happen is in the new um the our free comic book day remember we kept calling it new comic book day i almost did it again the free comic book day i think is going to have a batman superman and a wonder woman story that's going to set up all this stuff so that'll be that but the next one I put in was Detective Comics number 41 and the reason I put that in is for uh, one thing and that's Renee Montoya looks like Renee Montoya is uh, going to hit because the, the solicit says following the events of Endgame get ready to ride with the GCPD and a whole new city Harvey Bullock is leading a bat task force but what are his duties and can he be trusted and what kind of welcome awaits his new partner Renee Montoya you a big Renee Montoya fan? Not really. Yeah, She's I think been there. It's yeah. not really a big thing. It's, yeah, I think it's kind of cool, though, because where we just left off in uh, Detective Comics mm-hmm. is where his old partner, Detective Yip, has been suspended. So it makes sense okay. why they're bringing a new partner in. Yeah, I have, I have a feeling because also of this new Batman, you can't really have him because this is you know, like this is where you get weird with the continuity and things like that. You have this new robot Batman. 
and then you have a Detective Comics where it's the old bat. You can't do that. No. So the, I think this is going to pretty much turn Scott into Snyder a... Scott fucked everyone. Yeah, I think this is going <laughs> to turn into a lot of like a GCPD book. Which is, could be cool, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm actually looking forward to it. Again, I don't have much of a uh, past with Renee Montoya. I could care less. And this is a book that you'll be getting in June? Yep, I will be. That's what I'm saying. I But I love um, Brian Bucciolato and Francis Manipal. And But again, you know what I've I've discovered... I love Brian Bucciolato and Francis Manipal. There's a lot of times now I say that I loved um, Rogue's Rebellion, the forever evil side story yeah. that um, Bucciolato did on his own, and I really like his injustice. It took him a little bit to get, but in general, I like those two together. They go together like peanut butter and jelly. Delicious. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I want to see where it goes. I think that again is Renee Montoya in there just as kind of a gimmick. I don't know. Yes, of um, course she is. Yeah, so that that kind of you know would get me scared a little. But the next one was uh, Harley Quinn and Power Girl number one, and I told you before yeah. that I was confused about what. Oh man, I want I want a book with them, and then all of a sudden it happened. I'm like, huh, we already had that, but now I realize what it is because what they is. say in the solicit, hey, remember the panel gutter between panels three and four on page 20 of Harley Quinn number 12? What? You don't? It's only like the most memorable panel gutter of the first 21st century. It goes on. But what it was, this is going to be the six-issue mini. At one point when... Harley and Power Girl were together. They were going in and out of, uh, like, almost like boom tubes in and out of going across the universe. And at one point, they came flying out with wedding dresses on. <laughs> and basically, we were like, oh, my God, can you believe that happened? I can't. That's what the story is. So kind of like sliders. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Just keep going. There they go. All right. Just like sliders. Or like parallels. That was a good movie. Now, but I like I like the concept, and in fact, when I heard that it's going to be between these panels, I think it's, it's kind of funny. It, it fits the whole Harley Quinn book in general, and yeah. and this with Power Girl, it's a great kind of. It is a gimmick as well. It's a great one. I love it. Um, I'm going to look forward to reading this. You one. know what else I like? Justin Gray's listed as writing on that. He oh, nice. hasn't been on the um, uh, Harley Quinn book at all it's jimmy and amanda connor in my mind they write it while they're laying in bed eating tv dinners or something now justin grace right between them <laughs> snuggled right between them doing it but yeah uh i'm now actually went from like say a five out of ten that i was looking forward to it to about an eight i'm pumped nice. up now i'm excited do you like that team Yes, I do, and I like Power Girl and Harley together, and now that I know that it's not just some nonsense, that it's like, oh, I'm back. You know what? We had such a great time before. That's what I was afraid of. Yeah. Now that I realize it happened during that, uh, it's good, and it, it fits the whole six-issue mini. Yep. So we got that. The next one is another one that I have or do or review, and I enjoy this book, and it's Batman Superman number 21. And... The thing about this is it starts a crossover storyline called Truth. The Truth. Truth, Ruth, and it says, well, actually, this doesn't start it. I, I put him out of order, but this says the epic new storyline Truth continues. In this chapter, what are the consequences of a bond broken? And again, this it's a new goddamn costume. This is the new Superman, the new Batman, and I, I think that, I don't know, this is going to be a weird... Weird crossover. I guess what it seems is that Superman and Batman are kind of, 
I don't know. Do you think that it's that they're wondering, you know, the if honeymoon's they trust over? each other? That's what I mean. I, I don't understand. You have no idea because we don't know what this Batman is yet. It's yeah, a complete yeah. mystery. And I guess the next one, we could throw all these together because Action Comics 41 is where it begins. It says the epic yeah. new storyline truth begins. For Superman, there's no holding back. There's a great solicit. <laughs> Tell us, you know, can you get a little more? But yeah, we got jeans and t-shirt Superman. You got in Batman Superman, you got the robot Batman. Um, I don't know. I, I have, I'm interested in seeing what it is, but what it, what is, it is, as you say, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I have no idea. And I'm pretty much down the middle. I, I'll, if it's a good story, I'll be in. If it sucks, I'll still be in. Yeah. It's weird too. I'm telling you, cause since we're switching up books in June, it's going to be right down the middle. It seems for like, who's going to be reviewing what? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and also thrown in there is uh, Superman 41. Yeah. And uh, with Gene Leon Young as uh, the writing, John Romita Jr., of course, on art. And we, little behind the scenes, before we did this, our podcast, we were on the GeekCast Radio doing a preview show where we talk about things. And I mentioned that Superman 40 I put as one of the issues I was looking forward to when we were talking to uh, Mike Blanchard from uh, GeekCast Radio. And what I told him was it was odd to me because John Romita Jr. came over and they made such a big deal that he was on a book with Jeff Johns. And then Jeff Johns bailed on him. (laughs) And so, in fact, in issue 40, it looks like he bailed so hard that they made John Romita Jr. write the issue as well. I'm saying, I read an interview. I don't know who did it now off the top of my head, but it seemed like he was struggling to get this book done. I'm surprised he didn't go with a uh, silent issue. (laughs) <laughs> then again, I mean, we laugh at that, but I'm sure, you know, to to write that out, too, is probably even harder yeah. than to, to write a just a standard issue. I would have just written some crazy thing. I would have changed everything about Superman, and then when Jeff Johns complained, I'd tell him to go screw himself, say, listen, buddy, uh, you know, you sold me a bill of goods here. I, you told me you were going to write with me. Now I'm with Gene Luan Yang, which actually that's the one when we talked uh, earlier months ago it seems about these new books and the new creative teams that were on the old books this is the guy that i said was a big deal because he was the writer on uh american born chinese all right have you ever heard that no it was huge it's a graphic novel it was really big uh so and he's a respected writer so it's pretty big don't think that that's what john ramita jr though signed on for so I'd love to hear, you know, some behind-the-scenes talk, but he's probably pretty pissed off. But that's <laughs> this is where this continues this storyline, truth well, storyline. It's a good thing we have a new talent like manager now to deal with this stuff. Yeah, yeah, when they, <laughs> when they go and complain, they're like, what yeah. the hell happened? And he just like, I am not home right now. I can see it, just <laughs> an answer machine. Actually, it'd be like one of those old ones that has the rap. Oh, like, yeah. Lee. Leave your name and leave your number. I'm not home. There it is. <laughs> That's my rap. You can tell that I'm a big rap fan, can't you? Yeah, well, it's like I would have, I would have gone. Uh, I think George it actually stands Wait for the beep. <laughs> and yeah, wait, wait. Yeah, exactly. Wait. <laughs> See, I'm pretty good. I, we yeah. had that when I was a kid. But we oh, had one. Terrible. It was um, it was almost like uh, I would love to think Rich Little did it, but I know he didn't. But it was like uh, Ronald Reagan. He's like, you are not home right now. Leave a message. People are like, what the hell? Who, why, why don't I call Ronald Reagan? Dude, you know I'm a big voice man now. 
Oh, God. Here, give me one. I'm going to give you another impersonation. I'll... Christopher Walken, do it now. Well, <laughs> I can't do that. That's a Ronald Reagan. <laughs> that's my problem. Okay, Christopher Walken, here we go. When I say, <laughs> now it's Ronald Reagan still. <laughs> How about Ronald Reagan doing Christopher Walken? You're, you're a good voice, man, Jim. Hey there, buddy. I'm Christopher Walken. You know um, what? Uh, never mind. I was going to say a really bad joke for... Uh, yeah, don't Christopher do that. Reeves, I won't. Oh, everybody knows. That. Get off that. Let's move to the next oh, book. Right. Doomed, number yes. one. The next one's Doomed, and this was one that we really, really had no idea what it was no. about. And you know what? Now I know somewhat, and I think it sounds awful. Yeah. And it says, in the startling new series, a Metropolis U student gains the power to transform in the monstrous, monstrously powerful Doomsday. The power <laughs> may be the key to fixing his life, but every time he transforms, he risks getting stuck forever as Superman's most heinous adversary. How can he go? How far can he go before he's doomed? Now, listen to me. You tell me how turning in the Doomsday can be the key to fixing <laughs> anybody's life. Unless I you needed, hate everybody. I'm saying I really needed to bash it, but I couldn't do it because I wasn't doing yeah, You know what I'd love to do? Destroy a universe. And I, I just can't do it as a teenager. And Honestly, I'm just angry. When this shit was like going down, when DC decided that they're going to do this whole like kind of like pseudo relaunch, and they needed new books. Yeah. I think Scott, and they came to Scott Liddell. Hey, do you have any ideas? Yeah. I think he just got done watching the season of Smallville, where this was the freaking uh, yeah. the plot. Yeah. Well. What did I? T- I've always said uh, me and Scott Liddell have a hate-hate uh, relationship, kind of. But what do I always say? You exist. What do I always say? No, I, well, it's very one-sided this relationship, <laughs> but there still is one. What did I always say about Scott Liddell? The guy's a—he's a, an idea, idea man. Yeah, yeah. I always say that. And again, maybe this is a crazy idea on paper. I think it sounds awful, and I think this book is is going to be doomed. There's a the big <laughs> joke. I'm sure everybody's used that too. Yes. But yeah, the, this joke—I—I I was just going to say this book's a joke, but I, I don't know. It's a joke. It's just if it is, it's a bad one. I don't even want to even go on with that. Uh, the next one, uh, and I it put, could be awesome. Maybe we'll see. I, I have no faith in it. A more, teenager it's, it's, turning into doomsday. Teenage, it's more t- teenage stories. And again, if if he bring my blue beetle he, back, if he's going to. Every time he turns into the freaking Doomsday, he's going to get more and more corrupted by Doomsday that he might not be able to come out. Yeah, yeah we saw this in Superman. Yeah, I was going to say, that's original. <laughs> the next one, I, put, I actually put Superman Wonder Woman number 18. The only reason I put that is it's the same. It goes in with that truth story. Yes, all the Superman books are truth. Which, right like now, I said, it's true. so funny because I have every book but Superman, the proper Superman. And <laughs> up until now... All these stories, Superman wasn't involved. So yeah. I thought that, hey, that'd be fine. I get all the ones do crossovers, all that. Um, no, Superman's involved now. And yeah. you're involved. And the next one's just Wonder Woman 41. I put that mainly because it is uh, the new outfit. It's uh, Meredith Finch and David Finch. I'll repeat it again. How dare you? How dare you <laughs> think that you have the right to change your costume when you have done nothing? You haven't made one good issue yet. Uh, there was a one decent issue, but again, I don't even know if it's because I'm just, I'm begging for an issue I like. There's, I guess uh, 40 comes out next week. Hopefully that'll be good. But, it, you know, they threw in Donna Troy. Uh, freaking, if there isn't a gimmick there, I'm, I'm an idiot. Hey, maybe that's the big thing. This is actually Superboy and Donna Troy taking on the mantles of their freaking uh, older versions. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> the next one, though, is the uh, probably... Ahead of Doomed is 
Green Lantern Lost Army, that this was the big one that everybody, oh, yeah. everybody wanted to know what was going on. And now we have more of an idea. And you know what? I'm confused. <laughs> because I'm, I, I'll read the solicit. I hate reading these solicits like this because it just does remind me of, of what we did before. Right. But I'll read it. Imagine waking up in a strange place where you didn't recognize anything and everyone you knew and loved was nowhere to be found. Now imagine that, imagine that you're a Green Lantern. The rest of the core is missing. You don't know where you are and there's not a power battery to be found for as far as your rim can scan. Where are you? How did you get there? These are two (laughs) of the many questions facing our heroes, starring Jon Stewart, 2-6, Kilowog, and Aresia, and featuring a surprise guest star we promise you'll never predict. So Kyle Rayner? No, I think it's John Romita Jr. He's just going (laughs) to show up out of nowhere because they need another guy, and he seems to be the, the relief pitcher now. Lost Army is an incredible journey of discovery, survival, mortality, and heartbreak. Never has the Corps been challenged in this way, and not everyone is going to make it home. Actually, you know who the, um, I think the guest star? The Rock. The Rock? Yeah, he's in it. The Rock's in it. Can you smell what the Green Lanterns are cooking? Oh, you can smell it, baby. It's going to be the jabroni. He's going to be there. He's going to have the people's ring, it'll be called. It'll be so (laughs) good. Everybody's going to love it. And it's going to be done by CM Punk. He's in comics now. Yeah. There you have it. I just figured it out. So the hell with it. Everybody knows you don't even have to buy it. But do you like so the, the, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. I like having these uh these you know, since Green Lantern Corps is over now, I like having these lanterns back and doing things, but you know, the whole big thing in Green Lantern is where Hal's gone rogue now. Yeah. And the Green Lanterns have chased him down. The most interesting lanterns are now gone. They're disappeared for somewhere all the other lanterns have disappeared. I don't even know. My mic just fell. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> oh, yes. I just, I think that this is stop, the only... Stop balancing it on your gut. I know. Well, this is the only way I think that they could do this without being involved with the John, or the Hal Jordan story. Right. So they kind of shoehorn, I don't know, this sounds like it's ridiculousness. You're re- waking saying, up in I'm an alternate universe. As far as we know. Well, that's what it, that's what they that's they've announced that it may not be in the solicit. I know they've announced that it's a, it's an alternate universe that right. they wake up and they have no idea what's going on. It's these characters again. You're going to talk about Green Lantern Corps later because that's one of the books that you reviewed this week. Right. Anything in there point to this? No, absolutely not. Nothing. Except for John Stewart flies away at the end. Yeah, he flies away. And he's flying away to another universe, another alternate reality where they wake up and they can't find anything and they don't know where anybody is. That's, and I'm you saying, know what? So, I'm saying one issue in, we should be out of power then, and it's just a bunch of you know, aliens on the block together. It says, imagine you don't have a uh, power battery, and you know what's going to happen. It's going to be in a universe that they're going to say, oh, my God, uh, it's not draining. It's right. just going to be there. Um, Things. Honestly, this feels like a six-parter. Honestly, yeah, I don't know. You know, dogs will be cats, and left will be right. That's what I say. It's going to be just—I uh, don't know. It, it's Cullen Bun, and you're going to review it, so it'll be great. Yeah, that's how it if works. If it was me, Cullen Bun, terrible. So that's why I have no—I'm not even going to talk about it in this list. But Aquaman, he's taking over. I review that; it'll be terrible. I have the worst luck with Cullen. Which about? I review Aquaman now in June. Oh, do you? You have I have every Justice League except mm. for Flash. Okay. Well, then uh, then it'll be great. Yeah. And then it's going to be awesome. The next one's uh, Green Lantern 41. I put this because uh, I like the cover. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, he's there. Uh, Hal's there with a hood. And he looks like, um, he looks like Cole from um, 
Infamous? Uh, infamous. That's who he reminded me of. Yeah. Right. It's uh, Renegade, beginning of a new chapter in Hal Jordan's life as he becomes the universe's most wanted outlaw. And wait till you meet Hal's new partner, Darlene. She's definitely not what you're expecting. It's not Darlene from uh, Roseanne. Roseanne, is it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole yeah, damn time. Yeah. Then David's the chasing Sarah, him. Sarah David's chasing him down. <laughs> What's that guy's name that's on uh, Big Bang Theory? Uh, I can never think of his uh, David Galecki or yeah, something like Galecki. that. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that guy. I don't like that show either. I like Roseanne. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big Big Bang Theory guy. I, I watched a little of it, and I just I thought it was the same jokes over and over. Honestly, I think the people who are the biggest fans of it are people who don't get the jokes, and that's the weirdest yeah, goddamn yeah. thing. Well, like I said, we had a guy at work, that Walter, who comes yeah. up and freaking dumbass pumpkin head comes up and I didn't know that Comic-Con was a real thing. I thought they made it up on the Big Bang Theory. And he's, uh, watch, he's watching it every week laughing. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, I'm saying it's one of my mother's favorite shows. Yeah, and she, yeah. you know, talks shit on me, on me reading comic books my entire life. And this is her and favorite show. And then watches that and laughs yeah. it yeah. Uh, What do you think? Are you excited about Hal and Renegade and all oh, that? Oh, yeah, of course I am. Well, again, if, if people weren't reading it, Hal has taken it on himself to kind of take the brunt of all the hate of the universe and kind of pretend that he's a bad dude so that everybody focuses their hate on him and kind of accepts the Green Lanterns back in their hearts. And, uh, again, though, that's weird. Uh, remember who's the only one who knows the truth? Kilowog, yeah, yeah. And he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's in another alternate reality. Oh, no, the, unless... the, Guardians, the Guardians know what's going on because yeah, they put him up true. to him. Yeah, but still, Kilowog would have been there to kind of help out, but he's not going to be there. Or it's going to be an alternate. I guess if Kilowog's there, you know that the, that Green Lantern Lost Army, it's like an alternate version, which that'd be ridiculous. All right, the next one I put in was Justice League 3001, number one. And I don't even care what the solicit says. <laughs> um, what I loved, and I sent you a message the minute I saw it, is if you look <laughs> in the cover and look close, Guy Gardner is there. Does it look like Ariel to you? Uh, I don't know, because if it is, they used her dead body to, and I, that's not the way it works. You have to have a live body kind well, of we don't. I'm it. saying, where we last left off, we don't know for sure that well, she was that's dead. True. She dead. It, it's so far off. You you have his uh, bowl cut. Yeah. And you, the main thing you can see is his vest. Yeah. You can see the vest. So if and it's Ariel, any, that's fine. I didn't see any tiny Hal Jordan on that cover. No. That's why I, I, I don't know what happened. Now, remember, or if you don't remember, uh, in Justice League 3000, uh, the Green Lantern power is kind of like cancer to Hal. The more he uses it, he's dying. It's killing him. That was from the very beginning, that it's it's a cancer. So they kind of told him not to use it, but he's been using it the whole time because he's the mini Hal, yeah, and he has fun. that big construct of himself that kind of looks like the specter. Yeah. And uh, he sits in the pocket, but it, it's been eating him away. So he, he might just die. He might be dead. Uh, but I just, Guy Gardner in that, now I've mentioned to you before, Superman acts just like Guy Gardner. Right. And I think the two of them will be great together or awful together, whatever. But I'm looking forward to it. It also sets up that if Ice continues in it, there's another JLI member that she right. can like, yell about that she used to hate and all that. <laughs> you'll get back. Of course, Batman well, will punch I'm saying, him. Guy Gardner and Ice date. Yeah, well, is it, that'd be cool. 
And I, but I don't, I'm not convinced ice will even be in the book anymore. Yeah. You didn't see her on the cover yeah. there. So and, um, but I, I, of course, Batman will punch him though. It'd be funny if Guy Gardner <laughs> punches Batman gets the one punch in or something. That's the thing. If a uh, guy Gardner's a woman now, I don't know if Batman would punch That's a woman. That's true. But you know what? Batman's a dick in this. Actually isn't. He's kind of the one. Yeah, he... Actually, Hal and Flash were the ones that were cool and good guys. Uh, Batman just likes to screw around with Superman. Superman's awful. <laughs> Wonder Woman is like bloodthirsty. But the one thing about this is, is it isn't looking like it's just in the Injustice League. And what's odd to me is that why are they are they just doing a number one to try to get people to read it? Because it is a really good book. It's one of my favorite books. But to have this as a number one and it looks like they're just going to change one member and it looks like it's just picking up right where it was before is very I'm okay weird. with that. But again, they're going to have to kind of explain how this whole uh, cloning process goes. What better way to do it than give us Guy Gardner from Ariel? So you yeah. show the process through and you go with it. But... Uh, and the next book is something you'll be doing. And actually, to me, it's the book that you've been looking most forward to in June. It really is. It's what I've been looking forward to since Earth 2 came out. This is Earth 2 Society we're talking about, people. Yes. Like, I have wanted the Earth 2 Wonders to get together and actually be the Justice Society of America since the story began. And then we got all fucking like, uh, taken away with this war that's been going on. They haven't been able to do shit. Yes. Oh, I've, they've done shit. Oh, yeah. I'm saying. That's <laughs> all they've done. I, I just want this to be like a return to form for Earth 2. I want the book to be good again. What do you think about uh, what it's about? I'll read this. Survivors of Earth 2's War with Apocalypse finds themselves on a new world. But can Green Lantern, Power Girl, a new Batman, and the other heroes of Earth 2 create a new world that's better than the last? Or will their interference and good intentions doom this world just like the old one? You know what's weird about this? Hmm. I always assumed that it was going to be them coming to Earth, our Earth, proper Me Earth. as well. It's not. Really? No. They're going to another Earth. They're going to another world. I don't... It's probably not even going to be called an Earth. But that doesn't uh, make sense, though, yeah, because... No, it's, it's a new world that they're going well, to. I'm, I'm saying that's the problem I have here, though, because what we've dealt with with World's End and Future's End, in Future's End, we find out when World's End is over, mm -hmm. they freaking jump over to New Earth, and they're immediately captured, and for the most part, yeah. like most of them are uh, kept in Cadmus for the uh, facility. For those five yep. years. Well, again, that's probably one of the kind of continuity things that paint you into a corner that they have to avoid. So they no, they don't go to Earth. You know, you know what you do? You fucking end Future's End. We're at a point where it says that this shit didn't happen. Yeah, well, again, you rewrite yeah. the goddamn timeline. I, I, again, I don't even think they really care about freaking Future's End. But it's just, I think it's easier for them to go to some other world so that you don't have the Justice League showing up and saying, hey, what the hell's going on, guys, now? Or, I hey, I'm, you're not a I Green want. Lantern. No, it's not happening. They're in a different world. That's fucking nonsense. And they're going to uh, see, see it. The, did you see the cover to this one? Yeah. I When they say new Batman, I think it's new, new Batman. Yeah, because yeah. Because did you see that fucking It almost looks like a Wildcat um, combined with Batman costume with some yeah. yellow thrown in. Yeah. It's very odd looking. Yeah. yeah, I looked at all the covers. That one was, you know... It's pretty cool, but again, I when I heard this, read this, and then I actually did read or hear that it is a different, you know, it's not our Earth. Yeah, right away, that. I thought, man, Eric's not going to like that. No, I do not. Yeah. It ruins my fucking continuity. Yeah, well, you'll see, but you'll see that I think that's just going to open it up for better stories to me. 
So what you're telling me is that Future's End is not going to be rewritten, and this is the depressing future that our heroes face in five years. Yeah, I just think, no, I think it's not going to be rewritten. It's going to be uh, forgotten. Nobody Uh, cares. Nobody cares. I care. I've reviewed every goddamn issue. You and how many other people review it now? And I'm talking, I'm not talking by the end of the week where a bunch of people kind of dribs and drabs, they drip in. I'm talking like right away. You're the first one every week. The next review, maybe that, that nobody cares anymore. Even though people seem to really love it on our site, in general, I think people have bailed on all of these weeklies, uh, except maybe Batman Eternal, only because it's Batman. It's Batman, yeah. That's it. And um, But, yeah, I, I would hope that... I know that Batman Eternal is going to have a second season. Again, I don't even know what the hell to call it. It gets me so angry. Is it a year? Is it a year? Is it a season? Is it, I know. But I, I wish these, these weeklies, I wish they would just bail with them. But when I see the sales, they, they sell enough. So they're you know going they to keep do? doing it. They should go with that like that title they had for the original like uh, Schumacher like fifth Batman movie Batman Triumphant. Yeah. Oh, it'll be something like that. It'll be Batman. So we have Batman Eternal. The next one will be uh, Batman Universal. Talking or, about going other universes, I want to go to a universe where that like you know Batman and Robin didn't flop, and we yeah. got to see that Batman Triumphant movie with possibly Howard Stern as Scarecrow and Cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers as the Man Bat. I want to see that flick just because. Yeah, you know what I want? I want you to shut your mouth because oh. that sounds awful. Because you know what? In a world where Batman and Robin didn't flop as a world with a bunch of idiots, <laughs> and uh, that means that people had to have liked it and went to see it. And that I saw that I saw in the theater forever. Yeah, I I actually only saw the first Batman, Batman '89, and Batman and Robin in the theater. I saw all of them in the theater. It was weird. I like bookended it. Yeah. Oh, when uh, Batman the in '89, that was so big. Oh my god, it was humongous. And I went, and I was disappointed. I really was. I to this day. No, to this day, I'm not. I don't really like it that much. Uh, I still enjoy it. Yeah. Batman it's funny Robin. that we actually Batman and Robin. I sat in there the whole time, just shaking my. Oh head. yeah, everybody did. That's the thing. I actually watched Batman and Robin this morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Kevin Smith did a commentary on his podcast, Batman on Batman. Hmm. I, I've had it sitting there in my freaking phone, just yeah. waiting. I'm like, you know what? I got nothing to do this morning. I'm just going to put this on, and it's probably the last time I will ever watch that piece You're of like, shit. You know what? I could probably review World's uh, Finest for the site, or I'll watch Batman and Robin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. work or not work. We That's see. not a hard choice. We see what's going on. Um, I saw, you know, I saw the first Superman in um, the theater. I I didn't see any more of those. Uh, I saw those all on video then. Right. And um, I, I actually, when I saw Superman, I really enjoyed it. You know Superman. what movie I hated when I saw it in the theater was Star Trek. Oh, well, Star Trek's hard to watch because it's, it takes forever. I'm telling you, you could do a freaking a cut of that movie where it's a half an hour long if you yeah. get rid of all the freaking uh, how special about, effects How about nonsense. if you go and see that and hate Star Trek? <laughs> oh, that yeah. You don't that like was Star me. Trek. I, just, I used to just go to the movies on a whim. Oh, so did I. And, uh, yeah, what, what year did that come out? Uh, I want to say it came out in 79. 79, I was going to say probably around there. So, yeah, I was 10. And I was like, hey, I'll go. And, yeah, I, I, I think I almost fell asleep. Though I saw Firefox... Uh, twice in the theater, I saw Crush Groove <laughs> at least four times in the theater. Uh, I go. To, I, and, I saw Masters of the Universe and Disorder. Yeah, I on saw a double feature. I saw uh, Flash Gordon twice. 
in the the theater and i me and my buddy were the only ones there and for some reason it sounds really odd uh we were dancing and running up and down the aisle actually he was i think i was just kind of shaking my head at him but like to the flash theme yeah no, i i refused to see that that's fun you should go yeah it's real fun Bunch I have a good time every time. Idiots squirting uh, themselves with stuff and whatever. Sorry, my wife likes thing. that. My wife wants to take my. Jeez, this mic is having some problems. You're having it's some bailing problems. on me. I'm trying not to mumble. I have it's the mic. Like, of your jerk what, off I, face. Now, what it is is I don't want. I don't want to sound like I'm mumbling, so I have it uh, on a cardboard like little box. Actually, it's the microphone box. Keeps falling off, so I apologize. It's off the box. I'm gonna start mumbling now. What I was saying is my wife wants to take my 14-year-old son to uh, see Rocky Horror at some point. Ethan. It's a good time, man. Ethan's uh, into that sort of thing. He's a big Doctor Who fan, too. So am I. And he has a new girlfriend who likes Doctor Who. He was okay. over her house the other day, uh, yesterday, and they had Chinese food. Well, Isn't that right. a good, good story? Good, See, good that's going. that's yeah. where the stories are going this week because I'm in such a pissed off mood. But so the next, about Batman and Robin yeah, yeah. the next uh, book is one that you'll be doing as well. It's Doctor Fate number one, and I have no feelings whatsoever towards this. And the solicit doesn't make me any worse off or better than I started. I'm actually kind of curious about yeah. it because, like, in the solicit, oh, here, say the solicit first. So I'll get well, to this. Well, I want to ask you: Do you think global warming's <laughs> bad? Yes, global do warming. You, uh, do you really, seriously, on a very personal, selfish level, would Dude, you mind I, it on this winter that it was warmer? Because for, I wouldn't care. Uh, if it was warmer this winter by, say, 30 degrees, I'm telling you, they always say that if the global warming, yes. if it goes up, what is it? It's some crazy amount. If it goes up a half a degree, uh, New York's gone and California. Yeah, it, I care about those things though. If yeah, that if that I don't want again, I might have to move. But if it was warmer all the time here, I, I'd be a little happier. I like the cold myself. I didn't like it this at the end of this winter. It was terrible. So no, I don't think global warming is bad. I is don't. this going to lead to something? No. <laughs> the only thing it's going to lead to is hate mail and New York and California underwater. What does this have to do with Doctor Fate? That's how it starts. The solicit asked, "You thought global warming was bad?" Okay. I don't I don't think it's bad, so I'm out. <laughs> so there. Take that, Paul Levitz. Uh, uh, that's, says, the only, that's the only problem I, I have know. With this book. That's why I said it. Okay. You thought global warming is bad. Anubis, the Egyptian lord of the dead, is preparing the flood to wash the world away. Standing in his way, an overwhelmed Brooklyn med student who's been handed the helmet of fate without an instruction manual. It is the greatest American hero. Yeah. That's what it is. It's the greatest American hero with a Brooklyn med student is going to talk with some crazy Brooklyn accent. And uh, Anubis, the Egyptian Lord of the Dead, which I love, uh, done by Paul Levitz, which I know you're not a big fan no, of. No, I am not. World's Finest from like beginning to end. Actually, I'm not even going to talk about it this, this uh, podcast because I didn't review it yet. Yeah. But it is the best issue in the entire series run. No, oh, really? Yes. The last one. Yeah, I'm saying the exact last one. Um, well, I, I don't know. I don't want to say the entire series, but since it's jumped to uh, just Batman, Superman, number two, it is the best one by far. Nice. But anyway, I with Doctor Fate, this is kind of cool because from this solicit, we know that it's not going to be Khaled from Earth two. No, no, not at all. And I'm interested to see how it's going to do that. If there's going to be any continuity at all, or if it's just going to be Doctor Fate and that's it. It's not any like uh, bridge between Earth two or anything. It's just a new Doctor Fate, new story, no ties. Yeah. 
I like Dr. Fate, and he was a real dick at the end of Earth 2, and I want to see a different one now. Yeah, I, I could care less. I could care less about this Brooklyn med student that's been handed the helmet of fate without an instruction manual. He doesn't know what he's doing. I think it sounds like fun. It's like uh, pretty much like a Brooklyn Jaime. I think from, it should uh, have been like a, I think it should have been like a Brooklyn trash guy, med student. That's that's too fancy. Yeah. Why do you want your freaking uh, kids who read this book to aspire to something? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You become a med student, and I'm sure with this helmet of fate without an instruction manual, it's going to go really good. So yeah, you'll you'll inspire to be a med student, and then you'll get your whole life turned upside down. The just, hell with just, that. Just go to med school is all I'm saying, man. You yeah. know what else I like? Global warming. All right. I, I, don't, I can't agree with you on that. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree. And the last one that I have written uh, down here of things that I was looking forward to or things that we were uh, wondering more information is the Omega Men number one. Yes. And you know why. You that, did this one for yeah, me. You're so this sweet. This is for everybody. But uh, there is a huge thing here, and it says the Omega Men are back in an all-new series. It's funny because I don't know there's more than three people that know that they were gone. <laughs> so that's something funny to, to list. But they, they've murdered White Lantern Kyle Rayner. Sons of bitches. And now the universe wants them to pay. Who are these intergalactic criminals, and is there more to their actions than meets the eye? Right there with the action that already says that they didn't kill Kyle Rayner to me. They I think they're Transformers myself. They didn't kill him. That's true. They <laughs> I was well, mentioning he... this week when me and Ben at work were mentioning that the Transformer sound is one of the coolest sounds you could ever have. <laughs> I would just like that as I get dressed every morning. <laughs> Put my socks on. <laughs> but yeah, the um, I, if you ask me, it's that they're pretending that Kyle's dead to get something going on. The people after them, they're going to try to expose some inner craziness, something like that, and that's that how or, they're going to do saying, it. I'm saying that or they were there when he got shot well, over to fucking uh, Lost Army, yeah. and the reason that they don't need a power battery is because he's uh, like the one that refuels well, again, the reservoir. He they can don't, recharge them. They don't list him in the Lost Army, and uh, if you tell me that he's the guest star that you'd never imagine, then I, I cry bullshit because <laughs> I'd imagine that any day of the year. I just want my Kyle Rayner back as long as I, I think that he is behind the scenes working with the Omega Men. If not that, um, they think he's dead and he's not, whatever. But this is one of the ones that uh, they'll be probably pointing to. I bet you that next week when you do New Guardians, nothing will be said about Kyle Rayner at all dying. Nothing of the Omega Men. When they have that that little preview in a Convergence title, that's right. what it'll be. It'll be an intro into this. They'll show you that Kyle is uh, not dead. He'll give a wink, a nudge. <laughs> little point and then he'll go hide and help little the omega man yeah yeah and f yeah i it's just gonna be it, he's not dead and if he is who cares i do you do but it's this it's my is favorite again this omega man this one of the ones they claim is in continuity yeah no it's not this is uh, one of the 24 that isn't so if kyle's dead that means nothing that's all for the story and you I, love I story. Yeah, it's love not, story. It, it has nothing to do with anything else. Uh, Kyle Rayner is not dead, and if it is, he'll be back. Look, I don't know that this isn't one of the 25 books that it is isn't. in the it, No, the 25 are the 25 that are returning. They've announced I that. The 20, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't they've know said it. it. I'll, write, I'll read it right now. 
I told you earlier we should, when we I started we this. Move on. I think we'll we have move a core on. line of 25 oh. books that will have that internal consistency, but the rest of the line of about oh, no, 24 I, I titles. You, you think they're you mixing and matching then? They're yes. adding 24. Yeah. They're returning 25. And it just happens that 25 are part of continuity and 24 aren't? Yes. That, so this, okay, a Mega Man is part of the continuity yeah. and um, Superman, that's out. You tell me which book of the 25 that are returning is out of continuity now. Harley. No, that's in the continuity of what it was. Oh, why not? I'm just saying. You know what you are? You're full of crap. And you're so a negative there. answer. And you know what this has been? This is comic book talk, fellas. Everybody <laughs> listening. This is what you get. Everybody complaining to us that they want comic book talk. There you go. There's your Damn, freaking man. dose of comic book talk for the next two years. Because I want nonsense. I want to talk <laughs> nonsense. Okay, we get a nonsense podcast, man. It's well, here fun. we go. Oh, it damn. is. It's going to be called Nonsense. The uh, it's a podcast about the play Nonsense. Do you, uh, you remember that play? No, I have no idea what that is. And also, we might throw in some Starlight Express talk. I'm saying, am I going to be dressed as a nun during this podcast? Yeah, I'm I think kind not, of down. I think... I'm I'm already kind of down. I can get a costume right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're down with that. You do oh, yeah. like nun stuff, don't you? I really do. Yeah, it's you, weird. You are sick. <laughs> now we're talking nonsense. This is, this is why we're not big in the friggin' Bible Belt. Yeah, yeah. You have nun fantasies, and I like global warming. Boom. There's your podcast for you. I, now gosh. that's the title of this week's podcast is Eric loves nuns. Jim loves global warming. Uh, you want to talk about a little nonsense? I got some nonsense for you. All right, I like some nonsense. They uh, announced the top ten books uh, sales of comics in February, mm-hmm. and I will tell you right away: there are two DC books. They're the usual suspects of Batman and Justice League. While Batman is slipped down a little, usually Batman is one or two. Yeah. Actually, I would say recently it's been two because Marvel's been really chucking out a lot of number ones. Yeah. Uh, Batman 39 is number 5, and Justice League 39 just hits 10. That's crazy. Uh, Any thoughts of what you would think is number 1? Because I know, unless you've looked it up, you will never, ever get it. Um, I figured, I'm trying to remember when shit came out, though. Um, Spider-Gwen, is that this month? Yes, that came out this month. That is number three. Um, is, uh, that came out this month and it's on that one? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, it came out last month, I guess. Okay. Yeah, so, it's on this list, I meant. So okay, that was yeah. number three. Um, Walking Dead? Nope, Walking Dead did not hit the top ten. All right, I'm going to give you two more. You got one more strike. Yeah, I get one more strike. Okay. All right. You want me to give um, you yep. some hints? I would like one hint, please. Okay. Yes. It is a, uh, it's a licensed property. Oh, Star Wars. Strike three, you're out, my friend. Star Wars number two came in number four. I will give you two through ten, and then I'll give you the number one. At two is Darth Vader number one. Three is Spider-Gwen number one. Star Wars number two is number four. Then you have Batman 39, Amazing Spider-Man 14, Darth Vader number 2, Amazing Spider-Man number 15, Silk number 1, Justice League 39. Number 1 is Orphan Black number 1. Holy shit, really? Uh, yeah, Loot Crate. 
had that. That's, that's one of oh, the Luke Crate number six. I I've watched the season uh, one of yes. Orphan Black. It was yeah. okay, but it's yeah. not number one. It's sales. Orphan it's Black number one by IDW, shit. but it was it was Luke Crate okay. up. I'd like to say. Still impressive But yeah, Luke Crate screwed it all up. So pretty much, if you ask me, Darth Vader number one was number one, which actually um, I, I guess it shouldn't shock me. No. Um, but Fucking Lord of, Vader, man. Yeah, I know. It kind of does. I actually would have guessed that Spider Gwen would have been number one, well, or at I least guess. number two. But yeah, that would have been my guess. And in fact, I would have thought that everybody loves number ones. But I, I would have thought Star Wars number two would have been uh, before Darth Vader. I don't know. I, I, people seem to like the Darth Vader comic. I'll say when we had uh, Brightest Daycare on talking Ryan Clark, it was uh, we talked about Star Wars number one, and we talked about stuff coming out like Princess Leia and Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. I was most interested in the Darth Vader, so I yeah. could really see it being ahead of it. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think I heard that that's actually just a mini, the Darth Vader, and yeah, I, I, I and I believe that. the uh, Princess Leia as well. I know the Princess Leia is a mini. Okay, yeah, I I don't pay attention <laughs> to anything, and you know what? What are you drinking? Soda pop. Are you are you actually did you actually pour it in a glass? No. Okay. Oh, are you urinating or something? Because man, that sounded like you poured it on something. No, it's mostly empty, so it's a freaking Ah. That's some good stuff to do while we're doing a podcast. Next up I'm gonna eat a ham sandwich and uh <laughs> Why don't you tell and, me about your son's social life? And I'm gonna sake. juggle some uh I don't know. I was gonna say lawn chairs for some reason. I don't know why I'm juggling lawn chairs. I meant the same chain sauce. Um you know what? Coming up is going to be Dan's Geek News. So somehow we have to come up with some crazy things to talk about. <laughs> because uh, Ryan Clark gets upset because uh, way back we did a Sally Star intro for him. Uh, last week we had a pretty bizarre intro to Dan's Geek News. And then it ended up being me talking about uh, digital books. And in fact, we forgot to do what we were going to do. And we want to apologize a bit. Because last week we were talking, um, who was it who disappeared? Oh, Norman Lee. Norman Lee. See, now yeah. it, that almost went sour again because I forgot. But yeah, Norman Lee, the, uh, co- he's a colorist, correct? Yes. Um, he disappeared uh, while on vacation in, I believe, like the Cayman Islands area. Again, the, I'm coming off as awful but we kind of went from there and to talk about me watching jaws, jaws as a kid after i listened to it it really sounded awful uh if anybody was offended we apologize because yeah. uh, the guy went missing and I, I believe that he's pretty much they called up the search pretty much a while back so that sucks he was, it was a, like a day after the podcast yeah, so yeah. Like, you know they freaking called up the search yeah, and he's uh seemed to be a friend of our man uh pop man and we realized we really you know was. what we sounded kind of insensitive when we were yeah, talking about yeah. it because then we went like crazy ass stories mainly it was um mainly because i didn't have much info on the story i, I just kind of threw it up there but yeah it sucks uh so yeah so this is Dan's Geek News, everybody. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> See what we do? We have all these intros. Uh, but yeah, Dan couldn't come through for us last week. He had, Son of a bitch. He had things came up. So yeah, I had to go. And if anybody listened to last week, if you thought, why the hell does Jim sound winded? <laughs> I was running up and down the stairs cooking dinner and doing that little... Uh, Geek news that I did, which was basically me making up stuff about the digital, digital books I talked about, Injustice and Arkham Knight, and I was very winded because I'm out of shape, and I tried to run <laughs> up the stairs, which I used to be able to do with ease. Now I can't. So yeah, I apologize for my heavy breathing, but you know what? 
This week we have Dan's Geek News. He did it. I have no idea what he's talking about. He, him and Ryan Clark both sent their segments early this week. Um, probably hoping that we would listen to them and be able to intro into them uh, fairly well. <laughs> we, yeah, we didn't they don't do know that. us very well at all, do they? Yeah. And uh, so Dan's Geek News is coming up. And Did I ever tell you uh, the time that I bought a <laughs> monkey and uh, set up a monkey grinder show outside my house? That was your son, Jim, and you're a really terrible Jim, parent. That is true. I, what I did, I got two symbols and a fez. I put it on him, and I made him, I pushed up his gums with toothpicks so that he'd have that <laughs> gum Jesus thing, Christ. and he went, and I kept yelling at him and hitting him over the head. It's a fun summer. We made about $50 that this summer. This is Eric Shea signing out, everybody. <laughs> uh, any crazy stories that you have? No, got none, man. Moving the gig Remember that already. time you got that uh, call that you thought was from yourself from the future? Yeah, that was a crazy time. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to save that for another time because now it's Dan's Geek News. Take <laughs> it away, Dan. Hello, everyone. Dan from Weird Science here coming at you with all of your geek news for the week. Now, I just have to say right up front, this was a really good week to be a fan of Star Wars. There was a lot of Star Wars stuff in the news. Uh, and I was really excited for that. Just a reminder, Star Wars Episode Seven is dropping into theaters on December 18th, 2015. That's the end of this year. I'm very excited for that. That's arguably the biggest film of the year. Uh, but th there was plenty of Star Wars news because Disney announced that the first standalone Star Wars film called Rogue One is going to be hitting theaters on December 16th, 2016. So a couple days under a year after Star Wars Episode Seven comes out, we're going to get to see a new Star Wars film that's independent of the films. It's going to be a standalone. It's going to be directed by Gareth Edwards, who did last year's Godzilla remake, and it's going to be written by Chris Weitz, who's worked on both Ants and The Golden Compass. Felicity Jones, who was nominated for an Academy Award for her role in The Theory of Everything, is actually... Uh, the first actress from the film who's been announced. Now, none of the plot details are out there yet. We don't know what this film is actually going to be about, but we do know that Rogue One is generally a call sign given to uh, leaders of the Rebellion's Rogue Squadron. Uh, this has been used by both Luke Skywalker and Wedge Antilles throughout the course of the films, amongst other people in the expanded universe. Uh, so it's safe to assume that this film is going to have a lot of space action in it as opposed to being an all-around film such as Star Wars uh, generally is. Now, of course, Felicity Jones being cast in this, she could just be making a small appearance. She could be the star. We don't know. Uh, we'll find that out later. Uh, just when I thought the Star Wars movie news was done, it was also announced that Ryan Johnson, who worked on Looper, is going to be writing and directing Star Wars Episode Eight, which comes out on May 26th. 2017. So six months after we get the standalone film, we're getting the next installment of the new trilogy. So, you know, plenty of Star Wars films coming out. Plenty to be excited about. But that's not all. Tops, the trading card company, has also released a new app for iOS, which is a Star Wars trading card app that you can actually find right on the homepage of the App Store uh, on your iPhone, iPad, iWhatever. <laughs> Uh, it's a really cool app. Every day you log in, they give you 25,000 credits as a daily bonus, as well as uh, 25,000 they give you to start, so you can buy some packs. Every day there's a free pack you'll get. So you never even, up to this point, you don't even really need to spend money to collect cards in the thing. You can just use the free credits they give you, and you can watch videos to earn more credits, and 
you know, it's really cool. So you don't need to spend money. And it lets you build up a library of digital trading cards that you collect. And then you can trade digitally with people all over the world. And you can flip through them, flip them over, read the back. Uh, and Topps has promised that over time there's going to be thousands of cards. Right now there's a couple hundred. There's going to be thousands. Uh, the Eight Force Awakens cards that um, uh, that was released by Disney in order to showcase previews of the new film, that's out there. Um, you know, I've collected quite a few cards some duplicates. I've been doing some trades. It's, it's really awesome. Definitely an app worth checking out. Uh, and I think this is really going to help bring a new generation into card collecting because that's something I did when I was growing up. I collected trading cards growing up and now it's something I can do from my phone on the go. Uh, so that is absolutely awesome. Plenty of Star Wars news. Uh, on Monday the 9th, Apple held their Spring Forward event where, of course, they showed footage of opening new Apple stores in China. They announced a new MacBook, which has one port on it, a USB-C port. Uh, I'm not sure how this is going to work out yet. I'm excited to see this get into store so I can actually try it out for myself. I'm not going to buy it. I'm still very happy with my MacBook Pro I bought last year. But uh, this is definitely an interesting step forward, eliminating MagSafe and all the other USB ports. And, you know, you'll need to buy adapters and... Eh. Yeah. <laughs> but the real focus on this event was Apple officially announcing, uh, officially showcasing, I should say, uh, their new Apple Watch. If you were on the fence about the Apple Watch, there wasn't necessarily a lot at this event to push you one way or the other, but it was still great to get to see exactly what this watch is capable of. I'm very excited for this watch. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to getting my hands on one. Uh, I'm undecided if I'm going to get the Sport or the Watch, uh, which one I'm going to get yet. Uh, but there's three editions. They range in price anywhere from $349 for the base Sport model, all the way up to $10,000 for the 18-karat uh, gold, fancy, expensive. Yeah. So I'll probably be getting one of the cheaper ones. I don't have $10,000 to drop on a watch. Just saying. Uh, Jason Voorhees has been announced for DLC in the new Mortal Kombat X game that is coming out soon. I don't think it's been released yet. Uh, yeah, but basically Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, he's been announced. He's going to be part of the uh, Combat Pack Season Pass, which is going to be included with a bunch of the special editions of the game. And then it can also be purchased as a standalone for $29.99. Uh, I think it's interesting that they're choosing to put him in this game, considering Mortal Kombat 9, which was just called Mortal Kombat, featured Freddy Krueger, albeit the Jackie Earl Haley version. But still, Freddy Krueger was in there, Jason Voorhees is in this one, so I'm assuming when Mortal Kombat 11 comes out, we're going to get Michael Myers. Can I get an amen? Or not. Last week, Harmonix announced uh, Rock Band 4 for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Uh, at that time, no Wii U version was announced. Uh, trends set up on Twitter, hashtag RockBand for Wii U. Tweet Harmonix with that if you want them to know that you would buy a version of it if they released it for the Wii U, because I'd love to see a Wii U version of it. But this week, Harmonix launched a page on their website, www.harmonixmusic.com, where you can actually request songs to be in Rock Band 4. Now, just because you request it doesn't mean it's definitely going to be in the game. However... 
gives you a possibility of seeing a song that you want to see in there. If you want to request a song for that upcoming game, you can do that at www.harmonicsmusic.com slash games slash rock dash band slash request. And that's harmonics, H-A-R-M-O-N-I-X. Lego announced a new round of Simpsons minifigs. Uh, there's going to be 16 of them again, and some of the highlights that stood out to me were Hans Molman, Edna Krabappel, who is voiced, well, was voiced by uh, the late Marsha Wallace, and Comic Book Guy. Now, in true internet fashion, the internet has already started speculating. Comic Book Guy comes with a squishy, which means a lot of people think there's going to be a Quickie Mart set in the works. Wouldn't surprise me. The Simpsons house did phenomenal. I picked one up. I haven't had a chance to build it yet, but I do have that house sitting at my house. And I would love to see them release more, uh, you know, full-size sets. I just really hope that each Simpsons set they do doesn't carry the same price tag. And finally, one of my favorite directors and one of my favorite podcasters and one of my uh, personal inspirations for what I'm trying to do with my life, Kevin Smith, managed to make it into the news. Uh, he posted on Facebook... Saw some websites reporting Clerks 3 will be my last flick. I did say this at one point, but Dusk changed all that. Now now the next two years are booked. We shoot Clerks 3 in May, then Hit Somebody hockey miniseries finally follows in the fall, shooting September to Christmas 2015. Then in February, March 2016, we tackle Moose Draws and Anti-Claws, and after that, I smell a rat. So it is very possible that along with Clerks 3, which Kevin Smith is working on this year, it's possible that in the future, he could be doing a sequel to Mallrats. I don't know how I feel about this, considering all of those actors have aged, and I don't know how he would be able to work that particular series into a new film in this day and age. I just... I, I like Kevin Smith. I'm really excited for Moose Jaws. I'm really excited for Hit Somebody. I'm really excited for Anti-Claws. And I'm really excited for the one he's working on right now, Yoga Hosers. However, I don't particularly want to see a Mallrats sequel. If it comes out, of course I'll see it. Of course I'll support it. Um, but yeah, it's not necessarily something that I personally think would work. And of course, since this is a comic book podcast, I should put in some comic book news uh, the only thing that really stood out to me from the comic book world this week, as far as news goes, is that they have revealed Wonder Woman and Superman's new costumes. And let's just say Superman looks like a very weird combination of the Punisher and Smallville. Anyway, this is Dan for Weird Science with all of your geek news. As always, you can find my digital and Vertigo reviews on Weird Science's official website. And of course, you can find all of my blog posts on my blog at 1138geekconfessions.wordpress.com. Until next week, this is Dan, and I'll see you later. Break it down. You think we rule the world and it's kind of scary, but our influence has gone extraplanetary. We build satellites and make all your sallies work, while you're the douche on Earth acting like a jerk. Among us nerds, it's all sugar and spice, and we're studying the cosmos. All right, we're back. That's Dan's Geek News. That, Dan's thanks for coming through this week, Dan. Geek <laughs> News. Man, you're going to get him so pissed I off. Know. He's going to be like, the hell with that Eric guy? You don't even talk to him. I talk to him back and forth, and you're there giving him crap? Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what section of the podcast this is? It is the books, brother. It's the books. And you know what the books mean? What's that? That means we're going to talk about the books. 
That is All a right. that's a intro for you for the ages. Uh, Jesus Christ! A couple of times I've asked you. I'm going to ask you again. What was your general feeling of your total books this week? I thought it was good this week. Yeah. Yeah. I um. Well, I only had four books. Uh, I loved <laughs> one, hated the rest. So overall, it was not that great for me. Though um, it was funny because I had all my reviews done on Wednesday. And first time ever. It was hilarious. Yep, because I didn't go to work. <laughs> and I sat at home and I did reviews. I actually didn't feel like working on Wednesday. It just ended up... I, I'm glad I actually took off that day because then the new new books came out. I was all excited. Started off with an awesome book and then kind of went down from there. <laughs> but that's not even what we're going to start off with. Because no. we're going to start off with what we seem to always start off the book section with. And that's you with the new 52 Futures End. That's weird, though, because it seems like we get the weekly books and my weekly books out of the way, but you usually keep Batman Eternal yeah, for the end. Yeah, I, I actually mixed it up a little this time. Uh, Batman Eternal is like halfway through this time. But yeah, usually that's the last book that I talk yeah. about because I write up the uh, the outline and I put what I want, and that's not <laughs> what I want. So I always mix that at the end. Uh, but no, we're going to have that a little earlier because there's even worse books this week for me. Oh, yes. But uh, I liked... Uh, Future Zen this week. I'll say this is the uh, New 52 Future Zen number 45, written by Brian Azzarello, Jeff Lemire, Dan Jurgens, Keith Giffen, with art by Stephen Thompson, Jack Herbert, Vincente Sifuentes, and Hi Fi. Yes. Uh, yeah, this was really good. It's because, uh, like, the last issue, Brainiac's been defeated. This issue, it's like all our heroes in Manhattan. It's just cleanup time. And mm-hmm. the best part is, fucking, that thing that Brainiac left behind, Superman yeah. just chucks into the yep. sun. He just, that's, that's a go to move for him. <laughs> Right into the sun. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Yep. But uh, but uh, the the main thing, like we're back to the point where we're telling multiple stories in this now that Brainiac's defeated, and that's one of them where it's just cleared up in Manhattan. We have the death of Frankenstein, which is really you know kind of heart- like it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Like Amethyst is yeah, with the really Frankenstein, and she's you know he's he's dictating his life story to her, and he, she's writing it down, and then he just dies saying how. Look, you, you ever since the war of Gem World of Dark Side, you haven't been that princess I met years ago. Mm-hmm. I want that back for you. So Amethyst, after she buries Frankenstein, decides that she is gonna go back and fight for Gem World and she's gonna take the freaking sword like uh, Archangel Michael sword that Frankenstein always used mm-hmm. with her. And it's like I wanna see but the thing is, I wanna see it. I think this is a great place to leave that story because we have so many like little side stories that they wanna try to tie up now that we're only a few issues away from the end. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that stuff. Like, we have King Faraday. You know, he's going to a genetics lab. He's continuing now that shit's gone wrong. He's kidnapped Ethan Boyer, and that's the best part about that, too. The freaking secret genetics lab. Yeah. Looks like it's underneath a farmhouse, like the Kent Farm or some shit, but it's called Command D. Like, all right, Commandy. The freaking mm-hmm. great disaster is right around the corner, apparently. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> but that's all that happens with that. But the real story that I want to focus on now is that Brother Eye is activated. Shit is going to get real yeah. for the people in Terrific Tech. Because we have uh, Ray Palmer, Mr. Terrific, and Batman up at the control panel, and they can't shut off Brother Eye. And then down below, we have Batman Beyond, Plastique, Tim Drake, Key, and Coil. They're just surrounded by a bunch of dead bodies. And once Brother Eye is like, he goes all full Skynet, and he's like, I'm going to start Borging the shit out of people and bring them back to life. Yeah. And now they're surrounded by Borged out zombies. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the what? ending was awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. I said that, for, like, like some of the side stories, I don't really care about because I want to get to this brother eye stuff because I want it to be like a full s- a story up until the end. Yeah. 
but everything was really good. Like, cause I got the joke out of the King Faraday section. I got that awesome like Superman chuck shit into the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, mean... I, I got Frankenstein dying, which is really like heartbreaking, but it was good. I'm saying the art was a little like up and down between the sections. But yeah, it was, it was okay. Good... It was a good book overall, and I gave it an eight out of ten. Yeah, I would have probably given it. I laugh. I I like Amethyst, and yeah. it's funny because Amethyst in in Future Zen, you like if you were dating her, you'd only let her look at you in that one side. You're like, <laughs> don't turn, baby, because at one point you're like, man, she's yeah, ooh, what happened? Would well, you remember that uh, the Captain Planet cartoon? Yeah, yeah. Remember the one Bill and the Blonde, like mm-hmm. Amethyst, yeah. had that really fucked up face. She used to wear yep. her hair down. That's what yep. she reminds me of now. she does there. And at, at the one point, she has the hood on and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I, I, in my mind, Frankenstein's like, yeah, turn the other way. I, I like <laughs> you, Your left side looks a lot better. But I'm I, about to die. Could you look at me from this side? What's funny is I'm reading this, especially when she picked up the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought, you know what? I really do want to go back and read Swords of Sorcery and do one of our Lost Boys uh, reviews where we review a canceled comic, a number yeah. one issue, and then I remembered that I tried to read it and I didn't really like it. Yes, I, like, I could not get into it. Yeah, I don't need to travel back to Gem World. I, no. I have enough here. But yeah, I, I like the issue a lot. Uh, I agree with you. The the art's a little off. Uh, even like stu- goofy stuff, like when uh, Shazam's there and the kids see him and like, that's the Flash. That's the Flash. Flash doesn't fly. Even that, I was like, that's pretty good. I actually had to laugh because one time I was at a bar wearing a Shazam t-shirt and I was outside having a cigarette. And this girl comes to me, is that a Flash shirt? I'm like, no, young lady, this is a Shazam shirt. Yeah, Get yeah, it right. And that's why girls don't and, talk to me and anymore. And again, that's <laughs> funny too because... You go, yeah, it's the Flash. And she's like, okay, he's okay. Once you have a Shazam, you are a nerd. You're done. <laughs> Shazam. Like, get the hell out of here. And you're like, yeah, but it's the knowledge of Solomon. Hey, where are you going? Where are you going, here, lady? Baby. <laughs> it's not working. Next thing, you're arrested. That's the funny bit is that you thought that was the problem. I thought that was the strongest bit of art in the book was the whole Manhattan cleanup. No, I, I, I like that. No, I'm saying I, I agree with you that throughout the issue, the, the art's up and down. Yeah, uh, like, no, I hated I like the way Frankenstein part. looked. I hated um, the way Frankenstein looked. I, I didn't mind it so much only because it seemed to be kind of, you know, he's a withered old, you know, monster. He's, uh, I didn't mind it. It actually uh, brought a tear to my eye. It looked like my dad on his oh, deathbed. Actually, it didn't. I'm trying to get sympathy. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> You're breaking this whole podcast down. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a bad week. But yeah, and you get you know you get a little bearded Superman in here and all. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a really good issue. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say because that's your book. But yeah, I would have given it probably an eight out of ten. And what's up next? Uh, next we have Earth Two World's End number twenty three, written by Daniel H. Wilson, Marguerite Benet, Mike Johnson, and Colin Bond. And as usual, so many damn artists. I am not going to mention them. Mm-hmm. This issue, to me, it's, you know, it's continuing, you know, the, uh, Earth 2 is getting enveloped by some apocalypse freaking cover that's going to devour the Earth, mm-hmm. and we're continuing the fight to try to get out of there and have uh, evacuate the Earth 2 survivors and get help, but they can't, because this goddamn thing is like, enveloped the entire Earth, so you can't punch through. So the whole issue is our heroes trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it seems like the, the whole, like, subtext of the issue is Green Lantern doesn't know how to use his powers at all. Nope. Because now that he has every fu- all the power of all of the avatars, he has made a shield around the earth to try to stop this like the thing from devouring the earth, and it's not going to last. Yeah, long. It's, yeah it's, it's not it's, working. It's, it's going to break soon, guys. Yeah. I'm out of power. 
Shit looks bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? I I, I <laughs> called the play. It was not the right play to call. <laughs> you can fire me now. What, yeah. Was it the throw in at the end zone there? It the was last the Statue of, of Liberty. Yeah, that would be good. Ball. Yes, it's the it's the. We're not going to give it to Marshawn Lynch here, guys. I'm going to no. throw it. Oh no, what happened? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I struggled with this issue. I have to admit. And I, the thing, well, that's the thing. You struggled with it. I enjoyed this issue pretty much from beginning to end because it's moving the story along. We're doing shit actually. Yeah. And it's no nonsense. There's no fucking Dick Grayson calling his boy Tommy out of nowhere. Like it's no real side story going on that doesn't have anything to do with the rest. Mm-hmm. And it's just the freaking wonders trying to break a hole in this goddamn barrier. And at the end of the issue, it all carries down to Green Lantern, you know what? I used up all my power, but maybe I can still use the power I already put out. Takes the shield away from Earth, punches a hole through the barrier. Okay, now we can start doing shit, people. Yeah. Yep. I think I like the art. Like, uh, the art's been, you know, good throughout this. Like, once you get used to the jumping of the art, it's not that bad. At first, I found it really jarring, but at this point in this comic, I'm really used to it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, I, I thought it looked really good. I like I like the art. I just again, I just you nailed it though. Is at the end, Green Lantern just decides to punch a hole in the shield. And, oh, here comes the sun. And they have the sun's out now, so like our our superhero heroes can get the sun on yeah. and they get their power going because they're like dwindling power apparently, yeah. and that's why they couldn't break through the barrier. But now they got the sun ray on them. We got a glimmer of hope, and it is actually the sun. It's. Yes. It should be all downhill from here, and I mean that in a good way. You could take that other way, I guess, but yeah. I'm hoping that we just get a straightforward story and no more fucking nonsense. Yeah. Uh, I, what did you? I give gave it? this a seven out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably would have given it a, like a five point five. Yeah, I, I'm I saying really... I'm the I'm the highest one on comic book roundup all by right. far, I think, and uh, it's just because it was no nonsense. It told yeah. me a direct story of shit going down, and it didn't freaking you know have terrible writing to it. Yeah. Well, you know what? My next, uh, the book I'm going to talk about next, a lot of nonsense. <laughs> and it was my favorite issue in a long, long time. It was Action Comics number 40, written by Greg Pak and art by Aaron Cooter. And I'm telling you, this was a one-shot Bizarro story. And I loved it. I loved every bit of it. I know you didn't like it as much as me. I loved it. Now, a little background going into this. It's been a running <laughs> joke with me and Eric that... Uh, way back when we first started the site. In fact, I checked. It was pretty much our third full month of the site. I was reviewing Adventures of Superman back then. And it was Adventures of Superman chapter 25 through 27. 25, 26, 27. And that was also collected, I saw, as issue number 9 in the print. It was called Flowers for Bizarro. A <laughs> story by Christos Gage and uh, art by Eduardo Francisco. And for the longest time, it's been the joke that I said it was my favorite Bizarro story of all time. And that's always our joke of any time either one of us makes any crazy claim. Because basically at that point, I had hardly read any Bizarro stories, if any. So it was me trying to sound important. You taking a drink there? Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah. I just heard you. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna open 17 uh, cans. I was trying a, a to can of soup, uh, um, and then I'm gonna uh, go off a trampoline through a window. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Back then, I said that this was the best Bizarro because I, I is that pretentious or is that uh, actually I was just trying to fool everyone. 
Yeah. It seemed like something people would say. Again, I had only been reviewing stuff for two months, two and a half months. And uh, so I went back and looked at the review for the final issue where I did say that. I didn't say that. I actually said, Christos Gage and Eduardo Francisco have created one of the best Bizarro tales I have ever read. So, yeah, I was open-ended about it, but, yeah, it, it was true. I wasn't lying because it was. I really liked it, but, yeah, I hadn't re- re- uh, read many others. Um, but what I said to you before when I was talking about that, that sentence that I just read was half of my review because <laughs> I'm telling you, the review uh, word count on that review might have been 70. It was awful. But uh, Things were tough back in the day. We didn't know what we were doing. We are starting out fresh. We still don't know what the hell we're doing. Yeah, we yeah. Try well, a lot that's, I actually think if you look back at these reviews, you'll get an idea of what we're doing on the podcast now. We have no idea what we're doing. We just throw it out there. You know, as we're, as one of us is reading or uh, talking about a comic, the other one's opening up soda. Did you want me to do it while I was talking? Uh, no. You <laughs> See, you know what I do? I have two uh, gridlocks, and what I do is before we start, I open both. So there, there's a little podcast tip for you. I pack my cigarettes beforehand. Mm, great. Yeah, I hear you lighten <laughs> up all the time. I'm like, yep, Eric had 17 cigarettes this podcast. Ay, yeah, yeah, it's going to kill you. Oh, yeah. But back to Bizarro. Guess what we have? What we, do we have bro? a new contender for the best Bizarro story ever. <laughs> At least for me, because now that I've read two, basically, actually, I've read a couple because I read parts of. Uh, the Forever Evil oh, you're with that Bizarro? Bizarro, and I had the Bizarro uh, Villains Month. Wasn't that the Villains Month? Bizarro, yes, yes, yeah. Dude, yes. And you know what? I don't like the new 52 Bizarro one goddamn bit. I do. I love him. I hate him. I think you don't, you don't like him either. You like how Lex treated him. You didn't like him. I did so. No, you liked how Lex thought of him as a son. That's what I you like because your dad is dead. Holy shit, dude. That's what you get. Um, I didn't like it. I like the regular Bizarro, and this is what you get here, and you get it in such a good way. I'm telling you, this book, if you have anybody who just isn't even a comic fan but kind of wants to get into it and wants a fun story that they don't have to have any background on, I'm telling you, besides the Bizarro talk that you had an issue with, this is a great issue. It's so much fun. Uh, you get it, basically Superman starts off by heading off, he even mentions he's flying so far, he flies out of continuity, <laughs> which made me laugh right away, that I'm like, this is awesome, well. I'm like, this is great, and I've never seen any other thing pointed out like that, I thought it was great, I thought that was such a great way to start this issue, then you just, you sit back and relax, it's just going to be fun, and when Bat- or Batman, when Superman gets there, there's all sorts of bizarro uh, characters. There's Bizarro himself. There's oh, bizarro Lois Lane. World. Yep. There's Injustice, the Injustice League, which was great. And in fact, the Aquaman I thought was the the best of all of those. <laughs> but also, did you see uh, Hal in the background? He's the Yellow Lantern on Bizarro World, and it looks like every time he makes a construct, it hits himself. Actually, he looked like a Green Lantern to me. Well, he had he was a Yellow Lantern. What's he? he looked yeah. like a Green Lantern. No, I don't he know. was like... yellow. And uh, I'm telling you, um, I'm going to look now because now I'm afraid I'm saying things that are false. But there's one where he makes a fist construct and it looks like it's hitting himself in the back of the head. Yeah. So it's great. Everything they do is all screwed. Well, yeah. It really seems like a mad magazine, you know, written take on the Justice League. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hal is definitely yellow. Okay. He's yellow, but it's more like he's like, uh, what's his name from Earth 3? Uh, He looks just very scared. 
Oh, he's, uh, he's talking about freaking Power Ring. All right. Yeah, Power Ring. That's, he he kind of has that look where he's scared. And then there's there's uh, Flash, which I'm assuming Flash is uh, just slow. You have crazy, you know, you have all these guys. But it, it's awesome. And what you get, you have to have Superman. But you didn't like the, the full-on Bizarro talk. and well, I, that's, the, that's the problem I had is I read this issue today. Yep. And by the time it was over, I had a headache because my brain did not want to wrap around the reverse Bizarro speech. No, I th- why I thought it was great is because I think they did it in a way, Greg Pak did it in a way, that Superman struggles just as much. So oh, yeah. to me, where Superman finally gets in tune with it, so did I. And I'm telling you, I thought it was like right on. I loved it. Um what happens in the, you know, I'm not even going to go into exactly what happens, just that um, Metallo is there. Metallo does not speak in Bizarro language, but Metallo knows what's going on. And basically, he's pissed off because all the rest of the Bizarro people on Bizarro World are making a mess of the world. That's basically his whole... He keeps trying to rebuild yeah, the city. he's trying to rebuild things, it. clean it up, and they just destroy it. And at one point, I was still loving it, but at one point... It looked like the story was going to be something like, uh, well, you know what? Everybody's different. Uh, just because they're different than us doesn't mean they're wrong. So let's just let them mess up things. Well, then out of nowhere, Doomsday shows up. And it's awesome. And it also ties into the whole Doomed storyline where uh, Bizarro fights Doomsday, goes off, and then comes back. And he's been infected by the, the Doomsday virus, I guess you'd call it, from yeah. Doomed, and turns into Doomzara. <laughs> and so that's a big Superman's all worried. Well, he goes down the the uh, Bizarro world, world. Also yells at these Doom Zaro, which is great. But he goes <laughs> down the Bizarro world, and again, Doomsday destroys worlds. So Doomsday's about well, it's Bizarro world. So instead, he makes Bizarro world this cute and fuzzy, fun time planet with little pixies and rabbits and all these Rainbows. little animals. Oh, it's so great. Lollipops. Oh, it's so great. It's the best thing. It looks like Candyland. Yeah. Uh, you know, I used to cheat in Candyland all the time. You, used to you know, everything. I'm telling you, the root, the I guess, is it the root beer float or is it, whatever the, the one? I think it's the root beer float or whatever. It's an ice cream based card that if you get that card, you go almost to the very top. And I used to count it. And I'm not talking as a kid. I'm talking, I'm playing this five years ago with my kids, and I'm cheating. I, I can't stand losing. I'm a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Which in football talk, people were all upset about that deflate gate with the Patriots, and they thought, why would they do this if they win all the time? No, they don't care. I told you this. The Patriots and people like me, it's not about winning. It's about not losing. There you have it. Back to Bizarro. Sure. So what happens in this cute world, a little uh, elf-like guy, a little dwarf, whatever, grabs Superman's beard, it's gone. Just rips it right beard off his face. Superman is gone. It's almost yeah. like a Mixoplick thing, because yeah. it's almost like, you know, it goes against logic where he just pulls the beard oh, yeah. off like I, it's a I fake beard the whole time. I think it's like magically it just, boom, yeah. it levitates off. It's gone. <laughs> Superman's beard. So when, when in June, we've already seen the, the pictures of the new Superman. He doesn't have a beard. And it makes me laugh that this is how he lost it. He lost it on Bizarro World. So you're saying from, this is in continuity? Uh, no. I'm saying that the beard is. Actually, <laughs> I'm saying that they're like, we got to get the hell out. This beard is just out of, you know. I ridiculous. like the beard. Uh, when I tweeted this, uh, I actually got a note from Aaron Cooter that he was glad. It, it was weird. He actually said, oh, I'm glad that you caught the beard thing. 
And I'm thinking to myself, who wouldn't? It's right in the middle of the thing. It's a huge thing in the middle of a page. But he seemed to maybe people didn't write no, about honestly, it. No, honestly, I had I looked at it and I didn't understand what was going oh, on really? at first. Yeah. Yeah, maybe some people said it was confusing. I was all I was in tears. I had a whole section in the review about how I was upset about the beard. We we're gonna have a moment of silence and pour one out for our homies. <laughs> all about the beard. I I love that beard. So um, in honor of the beard. Like your wife's your beard. Here's some boys to men in honor of the beard because I love that beard. I was close to that beard. Uh, you have a beard right now. Oh, yeah, it's a big hairy one. And I would suggest you get on Bizarro World within the next couple of days and get rid of that goddamn <laughs> beard because it makes you look like a Unabomber. I'm telling you, with this beard and my hair growing up, I look like Andre the Giant as the Bigfoot in Six Million Dollar Man. Yes, you do. I'm going to rip your arm off, and it's going to be a bionic arm. And then don't do that. It's not going to be a bionic arm. Oh my arm. god! It's yeah, I rip it off, arm. and you bleed out. I'm like, oh no! I thought it was a bionic arm. It is not. But yeah, I, I gave this a ten out of ten. I yeah. know you're against ten out of tens, but That's I'm fine. telling you, what this book was to me was perfect in what it was trying to do. It was a one-shot story. It, to me, it was supposed to be fun. And it also, it leads into you getting an idea, I think, of what, number one, the Bizarro book will be like. It's even funny. It points out, we'll see you in June in the Bizarro book, even yeah. though Greg Pak is not reading or writing that, and Aaron Cooter's not drawing it. But I, I love the shout-out to the, the, the Bizarro book. I also think that this is really a... Sneak peek at what these June books are going to be like, the ones that are all about story and not continuity, that you're going to get stories like this that are just great. They're fun stories where I had a smile the whole time. I did not have to worry about, oh, this doesn't make sense. And in fact, it, some of it did make sense in the continuity, but it didn't have to, which I think is what it is. Like we, what, what it is, is, as you like to say, I say t constantly. But when we get these stories in June, say a... Um, I'm trying to think, a Mega Man. Uh, yeah, some of the stuff will probably be from, obviously, it's going to be. It, it, it deals with Kyle Rayner right away being a White Lantern. So some of that's going to be. So, But I think it's, uh, I'm trying to. What I don't know I, what you're trying to say. Well, what I want to say is I think that the way they should describe it, the way I would love it to be is that, yes, there will be continuity, but the continuity is not going to be a, a ball and chain. It's oh, not going to hold you back. Whatever you want, if you want something that's not completely... We're not going to get involved in this. Well, Batman can't be here because he's supposed to be there. It's if you want Batman in the story, put Batman in the story. If you want uh, Clayface in the story... We're but doing that. I know, but it, only in certain ways. You're, you're going to say that like in uh, Justice League. They've always done that with that. I'm saying right, like... Arkham here, Manor. And freaking Batman Eternal. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. What's happened is is they've done that. That's why they're doing this now is because they're sick of that happening. Comics have always done that. Yeah, I know, but this it's this is them trying to get rid of it. That's what they said. They don't want this part where you have, again, you want to hear the most confusing thing? You tell me exactly where Batman Eternal, Batman, and Detective Comics Endgame. You tell me where all of these because... Batman Eternal takes place sometime after Batman 28, or part yes. of it. Goes around that area. Then you have Detective Comics Endgame that, who knows where the hell that is. It's obviously after 
eternal, but it's because, uh, you know. I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's after yeah. eternal. Stephanie I'm Brown shows that. up as spoiler yeah, 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 right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's all that's after, but where? But I'm saying that we know that freaking Batman Endgame takes place after eternal yes, already. Yes, it does, but where does that take place in, in regards to Batman? He's fighting the stuff. You could no, say I'm it was last issue know. because you saw Batman in the beginning of that just flying around, yeah. like looking on the city. They're fighting the crazies. But again, if you would tell me it happens at the very end of uh, Endgame, which it should, where has Stephanie Brown and Tim Drake been in Batman? They're only in Eternal, and yet in Eternal, Stephanie Brown is barely spoiler. I'm saying this takes place after. Yeah, we already but know that. But we don't know. I'm saying what issue number. You don't know. We don't, we don't. We don't need an issue. No, I know. It takes place That's after. What I'm saying it's, but all this stuff just is nonsense, and they're just saying from now on it doesn't matter. Don't even worry about it. If it you didn't want to matter tell, before, oh, well, it did. People got mad. Nobody got mad. Oh, I'm getting mad. Well, I got mad. I get mad at Eternal because you have Eternal, and then you have Catwoman, and then you have Detective Comics, and you have all these, and, and you never know when each of them take place. They don't take place together. No. So I think they're just throw it out, don't care. And now the the books, like I said, now you can have that if you had uh, you wanted Two Face and Detective Comics, but he's been killed. Screw it, just put him in. Doesn't that's matter. Crazy shit. But that's what they're gonna do. Cause no, you they, do. You freaking he, make it why he didn't die. No, well that's. But here's the thing. What happened if me and you are writing a comics? I'm writing Detective Comics, and you're writing Batman, and you kill off Two Face. But I think that's bullshit. Why should I have to describe the your bullshit? Instead, I what I signed on to do a, a two face story. Now I can't because you said he's dead. Yes. But no. That's, or you could write a reason why he didn't die. But that's what I'm saying is I shouldn't have to pick up your garbage and explain. Oh, I'm sorry. It. You, you shouldn't actually have to be a writer. <laughs> no, I'm saying your garbage. Or like here, uh, what they already did it. But uh, like Mister Freeze, that stupid new origin story that. Yeah, it's uh, but it's it's that's what it is. But if you don't want it, then the hell with it. Don't use that. Just you know, do what you want. If they were going to have a, a a mini, a six issue mini of uh, Mister Freeze, I don't think they'd go with that crazy new origin that Scott Snyder threw in for one two panels. Scott Snyder might be back to finish that off at some point. No, Who knows? He actually said he wouldn't. That he that's the one thing he regrets, and he doesn't think he's ever going to be able to change it. So, who knows? They just ignore it now. I don't even know why I'm arguing. But yeah, I gave uh, Action Comics a 10 out of 10. I thought it was great. Again, I think that it it's what I want out of those new books. Yeah, I thought it was gym. a lot of fun. It's just yeah. that, I'm telling you, my brain did not want to function yeah. at that bizarre speak, and I actually did have a headache after reading it. Well, like I said, I liked it because then uh, Superman kind of gets the idea of it, and when Doomsday shows up, he freaks out so much at Doomsday... He he forgets the the Bizarro speak, and then yeah. he realizes then because he's like, oh man, you got to fight Bizarro, uh, Doomsday. He's awful. He's the most he's my greatest thing. enemy. Yeah. He's there, and they're like, oh no, oh okay, and you know it doesn't. And then he's like, oh wait a minute, uh, Doomsday's a great guy. He's my, my best, best friend. friend. He is going to do the greatest things to the planet. And then Dooms or Bizarro goes nuts. I don't know why I'm <laughs> having problems saying Bizarro and Doomsday. I'm mixing them up, but I gave it a ten out of ten. And uh, that's I'm sticking with it. Best Bizarro story ever. <laughs> and next is a story that ends the book, and I thought it was a little odd. Uh, oh, yeah. A little odd way to end a series. Well, we have Green Lantern Corps number 40, written by Van Jensen, with art by Bernard Chang. 
Mirko Kolak, Marcelo Mialo, and Tony Avina. Mm-hmm. And I, this is the last issue. It's the conclusion to the Shadow Empire, Shadow Market, whatever you want to call it, story arc. I really wish this was not the finale to the freaking series. Because if you put a gun to my head right now, yeah. I couldn't tell you what the Shadow Empire is. No. Um, yeah. uh, I thought it was a weird ending. It was. It's very odd. I'm saying... The book starts out where we go back and do a, like a revamp history on Zanchi where it explodes because John Stewart finds this thing. He wants to attack it. Turns out it's a bomb. And he arms it. It blows the planet. His greatest failure. Yeah. And as we pick up then where we left off last issue where he's face to face with the same bomb. Apparently, this is the Shadow Empire made that bomb. They have bombs all over the universe. Yeah. Did you like that change? No. I didn't either. I actually um, liked that that was his greatest failure. Yeah. I thought that that gave him a lot of depth in his character, that that was something that he's been trying to uh, uh, make up for, make amends for all this time. And this kind of made it, I I don't know, that seemed cheap to me. It seemed kind of a cop-out. I I I just didn't like that that his greatest failure actually ended up that it wasn't really his fault. That was his fault. No. <laughs> he attacked he, the thing without thinking But he thinking attacked about it. it because he, he wanted to stop it. It wasn't well, like the, he that's destroyed That's the best part, too, because when we find out in this, though, whether he had done something different, it wouldn't have mattered. No, no. He he couldn't have changed it. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I don't I don't. Oh, think, right, right. You know what I mean? I, I thought that that was like kind of a, a weird way to kind of make him not responsible, and I always liked that. And again, how many times in the past, you know, bunch of issues have they pointed out that too? It's like, oh, that's yeah, they just in your face they've been, they've been uh, cashing in on that freaking one all this, this whole series. Yeah. And I liked it though. I liked that that was his, his failure that he's been trying to make amends for. And now you've realized that not only it wasn't really, but he knew. He knew what he did. You know, it wasn't like he. You knew what you did. Uh, well, I wouldn't have been that upset. I would have blamed them. Well, you know, hey. The you had the bomb on Zanchi. He attacked it, it armed it, it, blew up. Here we find out he's going to do something different now that he's face to face with the bomb yeah. again. He's going to pull it out of the world. He's going to take it off the planet. Yep. But it's the bomb is set up to not be affected by Green Lantern, so it attacks him when he tries to. It just crash lands down, and then he has to fight the Shadow Empire. And we find out the Green Lanterns can't really do shit against it. Yeah. And the best part is. We have a dual story going on with this, where it's Daggle on the moon of Uganda, uh, in Gara, and um, he's trying to find his like undercover partner. Yeah, and they they have to face off against the Shadow Empire, and they have a bomb there. So what does Daggle and uh, his partner Zio do? They blow up the bomb. I'm saying there were slaves on this moon yep. that she was the slave master to undercover. Though they blow up the bad guys, they blow up the fucking like civilians. This is not very Green Lantern to me. They mm-hmm. just like, all right, well, fuck it. Blow this shit up, we're off. Yep. Now, John Stewart, on the other end, he's on fucking uh, Zorox, and he has to deal with this shit, and it's a good thing he kept that Star Sapphire ring with him because, you yeah. know what? Thanks to Huey Lewis, the power of love. The power. It's the power of love. <laughs> yeah, I, I laughed when I saw that. And, in fact, it tied in with Batman in a Box. He's Team Huey Lewis. Exactly. That guy, I'm like, man, I hope he read this issue. <laughs> the, the, the Star Sapphire power can destroy the bomb, and he does. And the Shadow Empire, is the whole thing is thrown off because the, the leader tries to kill a child. Somehow, even though the whole planet is a cult that's been taken over by this shadow, 
kill a good child is a little bit too far from them. They snap out of it. It's like Indiana Jones getting burned to get that freaking Kali blood out of his system. Yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not we're going to kill children? No, we're down. They start chucking rocks. And it's like they see John's uh, star sapphire power. Yeah, well, I can't deal with that. The end. The mm-hmm. planet is saved because he is a star sapphire as well and killing children is wrong. It's the power of love. The best part of the book, though, to me, everything's fine, right? Mm-hmm. And this is Fesca's home planet. And Fesca's like, hey, you're going to stick around to help us to, like, you're going to help us clean up and, like, rebuild, right? Oh, no. No. <laughs> yeah, like, no, we're not doing that. No, what do, no, you, what do like, you think we are? Fesca, this is your sector now. And he just flies off to his next adventure. And I'm like, he's the architect. That is what he's known as, as a Green Lantern. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to help us rebuild, right? No. No, no, no. That's not <laughs> I happening. Could, I couldn't stop laughing when I read that. Yeah, yeah. And off he goes to some other universe. He's so upset that he doesn't want to do anything that he's going to go off to an alternate reality. Yeah. But no, it's saying, I really don't know what's going on with this story. I think it was supposed to be more, it was really rushed in this, though. But for what it was, it was entertaining. Like the Bernard Chang, I, like I said, I think he does this book with somebody else. Um, yeah. Mirko Kolak, or um, it, sound, it kind of felt muddled at points. Yeah, I didn't like the art as much. Yeah, it, it uh, wasn't Usually like I really like Bernard Chang's art, um, but I didn't. But now we're going to listen to some Huey Lewis. All right. All right. See, isn't that so much better than Rush? Oh my God, it's by far. Ah, yes. We talked about Huey Lewis uh, last week that, I'm telling you, growing up, people were in the closet with old Huey. Yeah. Now they're out. Everybody's out of the closet nowadays. Yeah, that's the way it'd be, brother. Yeah, all right. But, uh, uh, but I gave this issue a 7 out of 10, pretty much. You know, it's one of those things, the final issue, you want to give it a little higher, like a bump up, you know. In retrospect, yeah. I don't know if I should have given it a 7 out of 10 because at times the art was a little muddled yeah. and the story was really rushed. Tell you, I can't tell you who the enemy was or what they're about. Yeah, it was weird. I had this uh, way back when I actually reviewed this. I had an issue with the Shadow Empire way back then that they were a bit confusing to me. Oh, really? I thought the Shadow Empire wasn't uh, No, I think it was the end because, of remember, no, there was, wasn't it? Because, remember, somebody called me on it because I said, I'm confused. I don't know the difference between the Shadow Empire and the Durlins. Right. I swear to God it was them. And then, well, then somebody, was, somebody called me, remember, and then somebody called me on it and said, it's easy to tell the difference. And I actually meant just the concept of what enemy yeah. they were going to fight. Um, I may be wrong. It might have even been somebody else. But it, it was – I've had problems before where they have very obscure um, – Villains, even the Durlins themselves. When the the Durlins are fighting, of course, it's the clay face of uh, freaking Green Lantern villains, yeah. and th- that's confusing in and of itself. But yeah, yeah, we, we found out they're the Shadow. Um, what I'm saying that's supposed to be the Shadow Empire. They go by the Shadow Market here, like they yeah, downgraded yeah, yeah. a bit. Yeah, and they're the ones that were behind the uprising story. Yep. They put the Durlins and the Cuns up to this. Yeah, and they're defeated by the power of love and uh, people being outraged against killing children. Yeah. Um, and that's it. It well, was just a really rushed story. I, w- I kind of wish that we had some... I'm sorry. I am not a fan of this story arc, but I kind of wish we had more just so I could wrap my head around yeah. it a little bit more. Well, what's weird, too, is you're saying, and I, I agree, it seemed rushed. shouldn't. It doesn't even matter if it was canceled. This should have still ended this arc. If this book went on, it would have started a new arc in June. Every other book is. They weren't going to... Yeah. Yeah, so... There's no reason that this storyline should ever have felt rushed because it was always going to probably end it at this issue. Right. 
So how uh, it's beyond me why it felt rushed and it did. Maybe maybe freaking Godhead was supposed well, to be two X and he turned it into three because maybe, it was popular. Maybe I mean I again I say that and maybe it's that okay the the Shadow Empire story was going to end but the book itself wasn't going to end so it was going to lead into something else but now it can't so yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. It did feel rushed. I, the art felt rushed. Uh, everything seemed a little jumbled and muddled and it really didn't feel like the end of a series. Yeah. Of course, John Stewart just flies off. Yeah, on to his next adventure, son. Yep, and you know what? Another book that's going to be canceled but come back is the next one. It's Constantine. Oh, Constantine number 23, written by Ray Fox with art by Jeremy Hahn and the Horries? That's the one that's I'm talking about. Wait a minute. All right. Wait a minute. Did you say the Horries? The Horries. The Horries are on this? Oh, yeah, the color team, the Horries. I, I always loved the Horries. I used to love the ones when I was in high school. That's what <laughs> we called this group of, of girls. Yeah, you, you don't want to know about that. Get the fuck out of here. I would. Not, I wish I could say I did. We, <laughs> I didn't call anybody anything. I ran home and hid. Ran the water in the bathroom. I did. <laughs> Told my mom I was washing my face. Gary, you, you said you were washing your <laughs> you hair. You said you were washing your hair. I was. I'm not tossing off in the I'm bathroom. Not I'm not tossing off. Uh, um, that, that's a reference to weird science, everybody. Get on oh, the trolley. Come on. Yeah, see? That's the first, probably the first time we've mentioned anything weird science on the podcast or the <laughs> site where we're called Weird Science. But there you go, big we fans, love that movie. big yeah. fans. I saw Sixteen Candles today. Did you? Yeah, it's awesome. That's my favorite. Damn right, John it's Hughes. awesome. It's my favorite John Hughes movie. I don't care what anybody says. That's the best one. All right, I, I, it's a good flick, man. Leave it alone. And if I was given my top five John Hughes movies, Breakfast Club would not be in it. That's crazy. I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I, I love that movie. I, I think it's the worst movie. Uh, everybody loved it when I grew up. Um, it's supposed to kind of define my generation, yeah. I would guess, and it doesn't. It's bullshit. Now, what movie defines your generation, then? Uh, Gremlins. <laughs> That's just for you. No, my generation, it's either Crawl, Crawl or um, Crush Groove. Yeah, that's terrible. Maybe no, I... even um, trying to think. Um, Alan Quartermain, Lost Cities of Gold. Nobody watched that. I tried um, watching it the, uh, a few months ago, and I couldn't. Air America. I don't even know what that is. Um, Mr. Baseball with Tom Mr. Selleck. Mr. Mom. <laughs> no, Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck. I've watched that. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Um, some other ones that I always enjoy. Disorderly. Uh, Police Disorderly. Academy Three. <laughs> and um, look who's talking to. Those are the ones. Those are number one in my book. Constantine. So, yeah. Constantine. They're talking about books. Uh, Constantine. So this is the finale to, like, I'm going to say it's the finale to the whole series because even though Constantine will be back in June, it'll be under a new moniker, Constantine Hellblazer. Yeah. And so this is the finale to the series and to the freaking Earth 2 story arc. Yep. And... Last month's issue, I was a little wet, like you know, wary on because while I've been digging these internal story, like it's more of an internal struggle that's been driving the story along. But for Constantine, last month's issue kind of felt like it's just repeated the stuff from the month before that issue. This one, it, it felt different. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's all. It's, the whole issue is about how Constantine tricked Darkseid, how he tricked a god, and it was really cool. Like he comes back uh, with the survivors of Earth Two. And Darkseid's hand reaches out and tries to grab him, which I've had a problem because it's like seeing this gigantic Darkseid hand does not jive how we know Darkseid to be. Yeah. But it's still kind of cool. It's pretty and big. 
It's gigantic. It, he's fucking Godzilla, if, if that's what it is, you know? I think it's um, bigger. This <laughs> thing is the biggest thing I've ever seen. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest thing that a hand could die. I don't know. But uh, he, Constantine sacrifices a bunch of these people that have tried to like latch onto him as escaping Earth 2. Yeah. Sacrifices them to the dark side so he can build up enough power to do this thing, the Rings of Dulles, which is a trickster god that created this power. And he actually, it's really cool. Darkseid comes through and sees, like, he's, like, Godseed is right over Earth. But when he comes out, he sees a void universe, something that he believes he's already conquered. And he sees Constantine as being dead. Yep. He was like, oh, poor mortal, you fucking picked the wrong universe to jump to. And he just lets it go and lets my, uh, Constantine float away as a monument to his, already, his like, conquest already. And he goes back to destroy Earth, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the... Constantine comes down to Earth. He's protected by the spell. And now that he's just done all this fucking awesomeness, the people that he saved, the people that his family of Earth to... They love ex- him, right? They, they want to they execute love him. him right then and there. <laughs> oh, they hate his guts still. He's, he's, had, to kill, he's had to kill his double. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they lost the mother on the way there. So they just fucking hate his guts. The, the funny thing to me is that it almost seems like Constantine thinks they're going to, uh, you know, forgive him. He hopes so. He wants yeah. them to. You know they're not going. To. No, and I'm telling you, these are supposed to be the better versions of all these people. Like, mm-hmm. John was the better version of him from Earth Two, why? And, but these people are so damaged now from losing John and then losing his mother, and now knowing that they had to sacrifice all the lives of Earth Two so they could survive. Yep. And they're like, you know, fucked up from this concept, having this weight on their shoulders. So they just want to execute this motherfucker yeah. for doing this to them, even though he saved their asses, which is kind of it's weird. And Constantine realizes to himself, more in her monologue, that he's the guy who has to make the tough choices. And he's not ready to die right here. Yeah. He's going to continue making the tough choices. So he vanishes. Leaves them high and dry. It's like, here, I've, done, I've already done this for you. I'm done with you fucks. I and like the best because his, his uh, Earth 2 dad yeah. uh, can't do it. And then it's his sister, right? No, Midge is freaking on. Our on sister-in-law? No, no, it's freaking out the woman he loved. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, um, she pulls the trigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if he didn't disappear, he's dead. Yeah, I forgot. I, it would have been his. It would have been his uh, his counterpart's wife. Yeah, it would have been. And but, so but he's he just, dead. Yeah, he's dead. After that good makeout se- session between him and his yeah, him and him. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a great scene. I don't care what you're talking about, but uh, yeah. Freaking hmm. Constantine ends his series. By going back to Lloyd's bar, ordering a drink, and he's going to sit down and cheer to life and tell Lloyd all about his adventures of Earth 2. And I'm like, this is the greatest way to end this series. Yeah, it was funny. I liked that Lloyd was going to you know, kick his ass at first. Yeah. It's like, you son of a bitch, I just got this place back together, <laughs> you goddamn bastard. But then, yeah, like you said, he just kind of sits down and he wants to tell his story. Hang out. And it's chock full of Jeremy Hahn's sideburn drawn ass. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big yeah. old sideburn sarcastic. It's my only problem with this book. Mm, well, he, <laughs> Jeremy Hahn does not apologize for I'm him. I'm sure the sideburns are done now. Oh, yeah. Because he's but, not on Hellblazer. No, I gave this an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. it I'm sorry. I really liked what Ray Fox did with the Earth 2, like uh, traversing with Constantine's done. Mm-hmm. And even though I wasn't a big fan of Last Issue, this ended the series and the story arc very well. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. And again, there's weird ways because you can say, oh, we just said Green Lantern Corps. Oh, John Stewart flew off, and that was bullshit way to end. This is Constantine just sitting down and having a drink, and yet 
it's true to the character and makes sense and it's awesome and it's cool and that is a great way to end this and yeah. it also helps that it's starting up again in June just Agreed. being renumbered and re uh say now this is one of the books I could say is not in this continuity they're yeah. going to try to uh, I don't know if they're going to go back to vertigo stuff or they're just going to try a whole new scheme uh but this is not Constantine in the world of superheroes anymore I believe well you would you would guess at least one thing that they would uh they'd have to kind of give a little background and stuff like that. So if you're going to have to do that because it's a number one, uh, you might as well just go and, and start different and new and everything else. Because this, this is what I actually really liked about the series, is that this introduced Constantine to the superhero world. Yeah, yeah. Like our DC continuity. Well, yeah, really it was when it. they grabbed even like... Uh, all the Vertigo stuff that they brought over and tried to, you know, join in and, and Yeah, Swamp, I'm sorry, Swamp Thing's been back and forth there. Yeah, so yeah, but I'm still it. saying it, it just kind of, you know, it lightened everything up, though. Now, the fucked up thing is they would have brought Preacher in the regular DC yeah, universe. Yeah. you got to read Preacher, brother. It was, it was my favorite book of the 90s. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe someday. I don't, I don't have time as it is now. Uh I yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you think, uh, just in general, you think that the Hellblazer, calling it Hellblazer, starting at a number one, you think that's going to up sales besides, you know, that first bump? I, I um, think it'll be that first bump and then it'll drop off It's again. just going to go the same, yeah. if not worse. Because I don't, think, I don't think it's going to be worse because I, I know a lot of the Hellblazer fans did not want to read about Constantine I know, and the I think that I think that ship sailed. I think they're done. I think they've gone... And I think that it's basically where you had Constantine, and Constantine every month went went down at least a little bit each month. I think yeah. when it bumps over, it's just going to do the same thing, get back to where it was, and it's just going to end up being canceled. Uh, my prediction, 12 issues. Done. Well, that's good. All right. Well, yeah. it's got, I got a year of fucking Hellblazer. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I love Constantine, again, so they're I, gonna I keep going. I can get. Uh, I really think that if it wasn't for them developing the show and doing that, they, we wouldn't have gotten this far. Yeah, and Earth they were two, just, I wouldn't even gotten to Earth no, 2. No, they, they would have finished that a while back. Well, what if a Constantine goes to sci-fi like they're trying to do? Well, again, I don't think sci-fi is going to generate uh, a point where you're like, we have to have that book. If sci-fi is that dumb to buy it, they're on their own. <laughs> They'll have this. And in it fact, was a good show, man. I guarantee you, they change, if sci-fi buys it, say they buy it tonight. It's going to be called Constantine Hellblazer, even on sci-fi. I guarantee you, if there's right. a show, they will change it. Not even just to change it with the book, but change it for the same reason. That you're going to want to have them know that, uh, I hey guys, come on, join in. This is the Hellblazer you know and love. Um, like I said, I, I'd love to go back and look at the Vertigo Hellblazer numbers. And kind of skew them into what the numbers are now, because if it was you know a while back, numbers were higher at points anyway. But I I don't know besides you any Constantine fans. Then again, I don't know many comic book fans, but you. Um, but again, I don't think that people are out there just begging for the Hellblazer book. I may be completely wrong. Maybe there's all these people waiting, and they're like, I'm not going to read this Constantine in the New 52. I want the Hellblazer back. And when they, they change it up, issue 15 of this series will sell 180,000 copies. I, I, don't, I think you're not really going to get that, but... <laughs> no, I think that it's a 15,000-copy book. When all is said and done, when yeah. crap settles down, uh, that's what I think it is. And I think it never will be anything more than that. I look forward to it, though, is all I'm saying. 
Yeah, you keep looking forward to it, but you'll get it. You're going to be there reviewing it, doing all oh, yeah. that, and you'll probably love it. Hopefully. We'll see. So I'm looking, that's what I hope for. Yeah, I'm telling you. I don't know what. Maybe it was that Bizarro issue. Maybe it was the, the solicits, a combo of all that. I'm looking forward to June now. I, I wasn't really looking forward to it before. Now I'm still dre- dreading Convergence. Me as well. Because I just, I still don't like, I put up the Green Arrow um, preview uh, today. And I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. I pull it in. And right away, it's starring heroes from Zero Hour. I'm like, oh, here we go. And everything's going to be like you're going to pick up a book and go, okay, where are these guys from? Yeah. Oh, they're from this. Oh, they're from that. Oh, great. I didn't like that story. I love that story. It's just it, it just is, is crazy. Again, <laughs> I'm not going to fully oh, bash it. Oh, you're not, so yeah, crazy. Yeah, you're so crazy. I'm not going to bash it fully because I do want to see how the like Convergence Zero and then Number One, all those main issues, how yeah, they explain things. If they explain things well enough and it makes sense, then I'm in. But I have a feeling it's just going to be a thrown-in story to just get this set up uh, to have these people there. Uh, but yeah, you know what? we got to come up with some crazy intro because the next <laughs> segment is Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark's other side segment where All right. I told you, I, and I said I wasn't going to mention it, but I have a feeling that he is uh, reviewing Howard the Duck, okay. which he said early in the, the week. This is where I usually, a little inside for even Ryan, um, when the we we look on fresh comics on our phone to see what comics are coming out. We count how many each of us have, and one of us laughs at the other because they have more. And we wonder how hard a working uh, week it'll be doing the comics. But I also look at other stuff, and I always try to figure out what uh, Ryan's going to do. And I said right away, oh, it's, it's got to be Howard the Duck number one. And then he mentioned a bunch of things, and that was not one of them. And I said, oh, I, I actually thought you'd do Howard the Duck. And he said, ah, you know what? I wasn't really big on the movie and stuff it like was. that. Which you, you said I, you I, loved it. I say I loved it as a kid, a young yeah. kid. You know why? Why? There was some duck titties in yeah, the Yeah, there was duck titties. You didn't like the whole uh, George oh, that... Lucas con- uh, tie-in or anything like that? I didn't care about that friggin' yeah. uh, that and the interspecies erotica with friggin' Howard the Duck like and Leah Tomlin. You're not a furry, are you? No, I'm not, sir. Okay. I again, this was one of those like we said we we mentioned before. One of the biggest disappointment in movies uh, in my life was Willow, because <laughs> when Willow came out, I was a huge Star Wars fan already. I loved Indiana Jones and I loved anything fantasy. So I heard George Lucas and Willow. Oh my God, this is a slam dunk. Yeah, it was not. A, it got rejected at the rim. I was not a slam dunk at all. And then when I fell, I pretended I was injured because anytime I'm, anybody tries to slam oh, yeah. dunk and hits the you know gets rejected by the rim, they all of a sudden pretend they're injured because it's so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm thinking of though, I have to actually go back and watch Willow because I probably haven't watched Willow in twenty twenty five. No, years. I haven't either. That's um and a couple others that I I should go back and watch is like Labyrinth. That's that's good. Um, I own Labyrinth. Yeah. I love that movie. Um. Dark Crystal, I always want to go back and watch, but I know that I'm not going to enjoy that. I, I watched it like two years ago, and it's I like puppets, so yeah. I pretty much watch it, but it's not a great flick. Yeah, uh, Never Ending Stories, another one that I'd like to watch again. I watch that. Um, I own that one, too. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. It is what it is. Again, these are uh, great movies that, well, 
great movies when I saw them I thought they were Willow I didn't I Willow I fell asleep when I yeah. watched it but like Dark Crystal and all these I really I really like but I'm wondering if I just was convincing myself that I liked them the problem is there's every every dad wants to pass things on to their kids stuff like that and with me there's a lot of times where I want my kids to watch movies because a lot of times me and you talk about it all the time they mean so much yeah. to me growing up and whether it was because I had no friends it's a big part of it but also it was just like it, it, I, I complain sometimes about my childhood I'm going to sit on the couch now you, uh, you can analyze me but oh, what Jesus it was Christ. I didn't have a bad childhood you know what I had a very boring childhood I, I didn't have a lot going on that was exciting. So when I watched these movies, that was my excitement. It had nothing to do with really not having friends. I make that joke. But it really was that I had a pretty – I'm a pretty down-the-middle average guy who – I don't do a lot of exciting things. I go to work. I come home. When I was a kid, I'd go to school, might play some sports. But then when I came home, I'd just come home, and I, I didn't have much to do. I'm a guy who doesn't have a lot of interests. Um, well, I don't. And what happens No, is, I'm just saying this whole segment, man. Holy shit, you're a is sad it bringing sack. You, no, it's not. I'm not even trying to be a sad sack. What I'm saying is, uh, hey, you know what? I don't want to go too far into this without Ryan getting pissed off. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's not a conscious effort that every time we're going to go to some segment that we start talking about crazy stuff. Because this Ryan, time kind of seems like it is. Well, Ryan, I want you to know that uh, luckily for you, the call dropped because I was in the middle of some crazy talk for there uh, for a bit, but Eric's call dropped, and now we're going to delete that. We're going to yeah, edit it out it because man, dropped. it 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 went it went dark. We we were going down a road we Look, don't yeah, want to go. Let's just say it dropped. Okay, it's not it that I dropped. disconnected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go to uh, Ryan with another episode of the other side. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Other Side, a weekly segment in the Weird Science DC Comics podcast where we explore a non-DC book for a podcast that talks about DC books for three hours every week. This week we're I'm uh, reviewing Marvel's Howard the Duck, number one. You know, it's that character from that movie that no one remembers who had a cameo in the movie that everybody saw. Um, the new book is written by Chip Zdarsky, who a lot of people who read comics would know as the artist on Image's Sex Criminals. It's a really big book out there, so it's good that he's getting... You know, lots of high-profile work for the big two. That's a plus. And the art from Joe Canones, who's an artist who's worked for Marvel for a while and has a lot of different stuff out there. This issue is the first new Marvel story for Howard the Duck in a long time. And with this story, we just we jump right in. And from page one, you're, you're off and running. We meet with um, Howard in jail as he's apparently want to do. I don't remember the movie too specifically, but I do remember he was kind of a, an, you know, an unsavory character. Um, we have a, a meet-cute between Howard and his female love interest type, Tara, who's a um, tattooed kind of alternative-looking girl who works and or owns a tattoo shop which I thought was kind of neat, and they hit it off. 
Um, they really have a very natural chemistry. There's not a lot of awkwardness or anything dealing with how off-putting it would be to talk to a three-foot-tall talking duck man. And already, I'm a little weirded out having read it, but she seemed fine with it. The the rapport between Howard and this girl Tara really kind of reminded me a lot of Dan Slott's Silver Surfer book uh, that had just started this last year, and the the relationship that built between Norrin Rad, the Silver Surfer, and Don Greenwood, a normal average Earth girl from the Northeast. Um, so that was kind of neat to see something that I was kind of familiar with in that an idea, but totally different because the Silver Surfer and Howard the Duck are not the same people. Um, there's a lot of fun little moments in this book, like when we see She-Hulk singing Taylor Swift's Shake It Off. That, I mean, that's the kind of humor that you only get from the guys that wrote a book called Sex Criminals where you can bring pop culture into a comic book and actually make it feel like it's, you know, sort of part of the, the normalized zeitgeist for superheroes to also listen to Taylor Swift. Um, we're introduced to the character that sends Howard on his first case after he's been out of jail, and his goal is to steal a stolen necklace back from the black cat. And obviously, you know, there wouldn't be a book if it obviously didn't go as planned. Um, I thought this was a pretty solid first issue. Obviously, there's a low accessibility hurdle. I mean, if you want to go back and watch that movie, you can. There's plenty of other Marvel Howard the Duck comic books out there, so you can um, go shortly and pick up a giant Howard the Duck omnibus, or I'm sure back issue bins should have something here and there so you can get accustomed to the the voice of Howard the Duck in print. Um, it had really great humor. I love that there's a full-page sort of action sequence of an 80s training montage that is credited as a training montage song by some inspirational fake 80s band. Like, it's one of those moments that really shows that they didn't just throw in the action sequences and just call it a day. They had to really push the ridiculousness of 80s. Yeah, very tongue-in-cheek and very 80s action comedy. You know, sort of like a naked gun type moment. Uh, I thought it was really fun. The last page was definitely not what I expected going in. Uh, if you had told me the character that we see on the last page of this book was who it was at the end, I would not have expected it. But the last couple of pages for that scene have a lot of context clues, and there's a lot of visuals that tie it all together. So it really fits and seems like uh, this new character that I won't spoil for you here really could do a lot of fun and interesting things with this new book. Uh, overall, I thought this was some really great writing from Chip and some fun and unique art from Joe. And uh, this book should really be the catalyst that brings back that character from a movie nobody remembers who had a cameo in a movie everyone saw and make him into a new comic book that everyone should be reading. Um, so, once again, I am 
Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark here every week with your Tales from the Other Side. You can find me on Twitter at BDC Comics, on Tumblr at brightesttakecare.tumblr.com. I'm also on Facebook and Google+. And I'll be right back here again next week when I will see you on the other side. All right, we're back. That was Ryan with The Other Side. What do you think of that? It was something. Right, I, <laughs> I was waiting for some sort of reaction from you that you'd go, okay, that's I great. was looking at what books I have next week oh, during okay. the break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, uh, last week, I, I actually I was so pressed to get the, the whole thing edited. We had a, such an issue last week of getting everything done, and then I had to do the geek news late, and um, that... We uh, I didn't even put music to Ryan's segment. I always put your little Aerosmith, your favorite band of all time. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, with the other side at the end. I, I hope I do that again. I'll, I'll try to do that this week. My editing skills were called into question by Reggie Reggie. He told, <laughs> he told me that I should put some compression on your voice and that I needed to do something, and I don't know what it was because I have no idea what he's talking about. All right. If a compression, I'll, I'll like put a weight on your. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I'll. Try I got enough weight, brother. I'll try. Ahead. I'll try to see what he's saying. Maybe I'll make it sound a little better. You know, I I was hoping up until then that the charm of us being very um, punk rock, as we say, but more Hell like yeah. amateur, uh, that charm would lead people to want to listen anyway. <laughs> I guess that's not the case, but uh, we're going to finish up these books because, man, this is a long-ass podcast. Yeah. Uh, again, I said it right before we just started back up. You always told me, oh, I love long podcasts. I think they're the greatest. And I, I said love to you, listening to long podcasts. I said to you, I think I'd like to do an hour-and-a-half podcast. And you're like, no, no. A podcast isn't a podcast until you hit the six-hour mark. <laughs> I never said That's that. what you said. Like, I never said that. You know that. what? That's not even a pod. It's only a pod up until four hours. Then you hit the cast. The cast is after four hours. Right now, I think we're at podcast cast. I think we are uh, we might be hitting the seven-hour mark now. It's hey, Keep on talking about it. That will help. It usually does. You know what it reminds me of? We just did that... Uh, Geekcast Radio, and I, I mentioned it last week, and I just want to mention it again, that it lasted, he said that it was taking too long, so he added a book for each of us. Yeah. No. We did that earlier. It went okay. Went quicker. So. But you know what we should do? We should do our own damn podcast now. Agreed, man. So, Calm down. Listen to you. You shut your mouth. You shut your mouth right now, and let's get back to the podcast, because I don't like long podcasts. All so right, there. What book you, what book you got going I on, like eight-minute podcast. An oh, eight-minute podcast Christ. is what I want to do right now. That's all we're going to do. I'm going to edit this down to eight minutes. No more of your horror crap. No more stories of when you got abducted. <laughs> no things that you think there's Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. Keep on going, man. I'm just checking my email right now. No when you go off. crazy claims by you that there's a, such a thing called AIDS or global warming. 
Not I don't enough. know where I'm going. Yeah, and well, I don't want to hear I any. Up. I don't want to hear anything else about this crazy thing you call a cheeseburger. There's no such thing. Love me some cheeseburgers. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. This is you know weird. what? You I, know what? Do you not? Did you not read Batman Eternal? Is that why you're stalled? What's going on? Am I doing Batman Eternal next? Because I was yes. just going to tell you that my son Rafe really enjoys the Big Mac. And I think that's crap burger. I don't like the Big Mac. But Batman Eternal number 49 was written by Kyle Higgins, art by Fernando Blanco. And um, I didn't like it. Take, take that. But at the beginning, I did like because you see Jim Gordon as a badass. Yeah. Uh, he pulled a end, total Rorschach in Yeah, that. he did. At the end of uh, issue, uh, last issue, issue 48, uh, ended with the Penguin kind of grabbing Jim Gordon. And I made the crazy claim that I thought he was there to protect him. And you know what? I was wrong. Nope. I was completely wrong. <laughs> completely. And luckily, uh, Gordon realized that because he turned the tables, threw himself in the penguin in a cell, and pretty much beat the crap out of him. Told his uh, cronies to I'm beat him. I'm not in jail here with you. You're in jail yeah. here with me. You know what made it made me laugh, though, is what he says. He's like, uh, oh, we'll go get the... Uh, the key, Peace. the yeah. cronies say that. And he's like, go ahead, you're not going to be quick enough. And then you know what? You'll be in here with me. And I'm thinking, you know what? If, he, if, if those three guys were in there with him, Gordon's getting the crap kicked out of him. He's not beating them up. I don't care if he has a knife. Those are big dudes. Gordon's an old man. Whatever, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, they actually, what do they have to gain? They beat Seriously. Him. I like Penguins yelling at him. Going to follow you a traitors. You, You're traitors. Oh, you know what, Penguin, you're right. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, so you get that. Now, the other thing, a uh, big thing in the issue was Hush is in control of the Bat computer, and he's made all of the Bat family's uh, tech go haywire, whether or not it makes sense in the long run of what goes wrong. That's fine. Um, but what happens is he also, like, he's he's pretty much screwing around. He's kind of taunting Alfred. Has a great line that basically uh, Alfred is telling him, but you know, or asking him, why are you doing this? These are kids, and he says, you know what? I want to destroy every every play toy of Bruce's, everything like that, and that's what they are to me. And I'm going to destroy them. So he goes, I like breaking his toys. Yeah, he breaks his toys. So in the meantime, you know, there's a, a crazy thing that's only there for supposed drama and tension. Is where he sets the bat boat out to uh, go run into an ocean liner. To me, that was nonsense. All it was, was it, it was to give you a time frame of, oh, my God, you better stop him quick. Yeah. Um, but Julia goes off, and she was going to go find the other bat computer. And where was that there? The Robin's Nest. And who called that? I called it. Yeah. I might have been wrong with Gordon, but I said she was heading right to freaking the Robin's Nest. Worst name of a hideout ever. But he's got his Talk own. That's a perfect name. Oh, it's terrible. I, I don't know of any better one, but it's, a, it's an awful name, the Robin's Nest. Stupid. Sounds like a, a crazy bar. You've just been negative this whole goddamn podcast. I know, and I'm getting worse because, man, I'm getting tired. But, yeah, she goes, she try, and it's it's kind of like a tug-of-war with the control. She gains control, Hush gains it back, until Alfred comes and beats him the crap upside the head. <laughs> now, it doesn't really knock him out, but he's knocked senseless. He has a concussion. So he's getting the concussion protocol in the locker room to make sure he can come back and play. <laughs> and they decline him because, yes. man, he's got a concussion. And then to make sure, Alfred beats the crap out of him more. Uh, and you get that. Well, again, then you get Stephanie Brown. She's with her dad. And out of all this, her dad has to be the worst father ever. Even worse than your father or mine. 
Maybe yours. Mine, I, was, I had a good dad. Fuck you. Yeah. No, my dad was an asshole. But um, Clue Master was a jerk. But now it's funny because now it's like Stephanie has gained some uh, cred in his mind. And he's like, you know what? We should have hung together. We could be the best daughter-father <laughs> team. You know, we could win the three-legged race. Hey, you know and, what? I'm not ashamed of you yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's what he says. He's like, you know what? I'm not ashamed. Uh, I might even like you. We won't go to love yet. That may happen eventually, but I like you. And Stephanie doesn't want to hear anything of it and jumps the hell out of the helicopter, which I thought was awesome. Just anybody who jumps out of a flying helicopter to me, they they get kudos. But she does that. I like the panel. I like the art in that spot. Uh, just to say ahead of time, not a huge fan of Fernando Blanco's art in this issue. I really liked his other issues. This one I thought was a little um, up and down. But I did like his Stephanie Brown. Uh, I dug all of it myself. Also, I'm still saying he still seems to be pointing towards that it's Signal Man. He, nobody's <laughs> ever denied that, and that's what she said. That's the last thing she said before he zipped her onto the helicopter, and then he's proud of her because she's figured it out. It can't be. I hope not. But it, it's ridiculous. But um, yeah, you, you have really that. Fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, and then um, uh, after Hush gets the crap kicked out of him. Um, and in fact, at one point, I got the idea that somehow Alfred was going to unwrap his head. And it was yeah, gonna, it looked like that. And I it? thought it was going to be somebody else. I so thought it was going to be some screwed up thing where he was going to unwrap and it was going to be, it wasn't going to be Hush. It wasn't going to be Tommy That's what I thought Elliot. as well. And I was it, like, oh my God, he's, he's about to do this and we're going to find out this was never Hush. And then you go to the next pa- like page and it's like, no, he's just going to beat him up some more. Like he yeah. totally grabbed a hold of it like yeah. he was going to rip it oh, off yeah. and, and I, then decided against it. I'm telling you, I thought he was going to do that and it was going to be, it was going to be, uh, you know, Lincoln March, something, you know, something right. crazy, but it wasn't, uh, they, the Bat uh, family, the young teen heroes, uh, they get their tech back. They get communication back. They start kicking ass. But then at the end, I have to admit, I really, I really like the end, even though it's ridiculous and does Fucking nothing awesome for the story. But man, Bane's jumping to attack Bruce or Batman in the jet is awesome. And uh, I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but it reminds me of when Wolverine jumped in uh, i guess it was origins where he yeah. jumped to attack the helicopter i guess yeah. it was it reminded me a lot of that but man it was awesome but it makes it, it does nothing for the story it really reminded me of like actually some batman movies for okay. one with uh, batman was in the batwing in the 89 tim burton batman and he was aiming up on the joker there and then mm-hmm. like you know with the bat jet but then also where he's driving with the bat pod at the joker in dark night he's like come on hit me yeah yeah this one no more nonsense. He's ramming this fucking jet in the Mecca Oh, yeah, bank. he's doing it. It's weird because you're you're getting it as awesome on Batman's part. Yeah. I think Bane's awesome. He's just going to attack a jet. <laughs> it's like a Harrier jet. He's just going to attack yeah. it. And, of course, he's doing that, like, crazy, almost like a Superman punch starting. That's what it looks like. Yeah. I thought it was awesome, but I didn't <laughs> like the issue because, again, there's three issues left. I'm yeah. sick of it. It's nonsense. Um it's now I made the joke way back that they're going to reveal this thing at the end. It's going to be, oh no, what are they going to do? We better wait for season two. And it looks like that's probably what's going to happen. There's only three issues left and there's a lot of crap. I know that, uh, I believe it was even Chisanga on the site commented like, what the hell is going on? When are they going to actually get to it? We have three issues left. Come on. And I said, I know it's a sad, (laughs) I agree. Same thing, but it's fun enough. 
but it was upsetting to me. See, I really like this issue. I liked mm. all the art. The only thing I had a problem with is that uh, Hush went and fucked up everybody's shit. Like when they're like all the Bat family as they're fighting mm-hmm. individual villains. Yeah. And we saw a panel for each. Everybody fighting their like their villain. Mm-hmm. They, besides for Tim Drake losing his wings and getting overcome by Clayface, everybody else seemed to be doing okay. Yeah, they, they weren't. Really I, I even thought that. I, they again, were not in dire straits. Like I was. Led the to best is they made it that. Um, for some crazy reason, the Batwing or the Batwing, the Bat computer could uh, uh, blow up Jason Todd's bombs. His gadgets, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, but that what bombs? What are these gadgets that he had? Because they don't even hurt a guy who they're strapped to. They no, blew he, up on him. No, no, he pulled the belt off and shot. I don't. I thought that some of them actually blew up on the belt while it was still kind of on. I thought they started. They mm. started going off like kind of like. How a, would he know? How could he possibly know that they were about to blow? And I think that I've never been in the same going. position, so I'm sorry. I, I but again, tell I, I think that what your what your deal is, you haven't read since issue one. That's not true. I have read the last six issues. I said I'm saying, but you you've read six. If you would have been reading this nonsense for oh, I bet, the yeah. other forty three, by now it's just you want something to be resolved. It, it's just it's so upsetting, and I don't. I can't. Again, just think if this wasn't a weekly. That this was the craziest fifty-two issue. It would never art. be like this. So it would be fifty-two months. But I'm saying you're getting nothing. It's nothing at all, and it's not. I I get the idea that Scott Snyder I, and all these other writers that are doing it, they have. Uh, they're just counting on you, just waiting with bated breath each week to find out this. And I I, I haven't been anymore. I'm I'm out. I'm doing it because I've reviewed it. It's it's sad to say that at about issue 38, I would have put that much effort into it already. And if we stopped the site right then, never read another issue. I never would have finished. I would have said, the hell with this. I'm not reading this crap. And I would have been done. And yet, since then, there's been a single issues that I'm like, you know what, I, I like this. But as a whole, I really feel like I've wasted a lot of time on this book. And I don't like wasting time. Yeah, yeah. I like sleeping and eating. I, uh, I had I just had a good time with this book there for this issue. I'm I'm looking at this individual issues. Yeah, each yeah. Time because like I said, you're you're in now and you're like, okay, you know what? That was fun. And it yeah. was fun. It was fun. But it, again, it'd be like um, me telling you that I'm gonna tell you this great secret and then you come over and I tell you a fun story, but I don't tell you the secret. You I do that you, all the time. I know. Well, then maybe I should write Batman Eternal. I get around to the secret. Now, what I like to do is go, oh, my God, you should hear this. And then you go, what? And then I sit there and read it while I make faces and drive you nuts. Uh, I'm like, oh, no. Oh. And you're like, what? What would you give Batman Eternal? I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. I probably would have given it a 7.5, 8. I had a good time with it. Because, again, uh, story-wise and... As a whole, towards where it's going, I would have given it a three, but I thought it was fun. Yeah. I, and I, I again, I, I did like the Gordon thing. I liked a bit of the hush, though I thought he was going to unveil something more. So did I. Uh, it would have been great, uh, but he didn't. So, yeah, six, five. Uh, next issue is one we're going to have a big disagreement on. Oh, yeah. Next issue is Detective Comics Endgame number one, written by Brian Bucciolato with art by. Raj Antonio and Ronan Cl- Ronan Cliquette with Nick Filardi. Yes. This is the first of the Endgame side stories that DC decided to put out because, you know, Endgame wasn't enough as it is. We need to freaking have as many tie-ins as possible mm-hmm. to get your almighty dollar. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just going to stop you right there and say that, oh boy, this is a tie-in by pretty much name only. I, they barely, this could have tied into any story that had the Joker in it. Yeah. It, it really, it didn't tie, it was so, oh my God. I'm saying, we have Batman Endgame going on, and that yeah. is a seriously fucked up, like, oh, yeah. like, shit is serious in that book. There's not a lot of fun yep. going on in that book. It is all deadly serious. Yep. This side note, if you want to take a break from that series, it's a lot of fun to read. It's all about Lonnie Makem, who we've seen in the last Anarchy story arc of Detective Comics, who was the one kid to ever, like, you know, uh, hack into Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. And uh, freaking Matches Malone, uh, Bruce Wayne's alter ego, actually t- came to talk to him about it because he wanted to find out who this Anarchy was. Because uh, Lonnie, in the old continuity, was Anarchy. So it's kind of right. funny that he was a part of that story. Here it's all about... You know, shit's gone real. The fucking Joker's released this new Joker toxin. Everybody in Gotham's fucking crazy. Yep. And Lonnie wants to get up, like, find his mother who's stuck at her job. Yeah, it's a great job, too. <sighs> Whatever, man. She puts food on the table. You calm she's down. Wor- she's working the pole. Yeah. It's, I know, it's fine. Uh, what I do <laughs> laugh when you say this is it's so heavy handed away for them to show that he broke into Wayne Enterprises. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, if you have him to read, and it's like, he just shows his phone, and they're like, "Oh my God, he's Money Spider, the <laughs> yeah, worst, Spider. the worst nickname ever. That's the worst <laughs> hacker name ever, Money Spider. It's Money Spider, Money Spider, the kid who hacked into Wayne Enterprise's mainframe. Uh, maybe there's my my end scene, but yeah, <laughs> it's scene. to me, it's so heavy handed the way they did that." Well, I'm saying the, I, the whole thing is where Lonnie has to find his mother, and he's you know getting. He thinks it's a zombie apocalypse, and when yeah, yeah, in his, and his shoes, I would as well. Yeah. I, I would think. So I'm telling you, when that freaking uh, bath salts was going on, they had zombie attack. Oh on yeah, the news. when that one guy I, was th- eating somebody's face. They had put zombie attack on the news. You know yeah. how fucked up that is yeah. for somebody with a fragile mind like me yes, to deal with. Yes. How could they do that to people? I, I'm telling you, I freaked the fuck out. You went in your panic room. My no, I was with, at my parents' at the time. I always hit my parents' house time, and they have a shitload of guns. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I'm sort of thinking, all right, we got to fucking... You You'd be the worst. You're not Whatever. surviving. You might as well just give it up. Look, I'm going to be the last one to survive, because I'll shoot anybody else around no, me. No, but be you the last can't one see. Somebody would just sneak up behind you with it, it, easily. My back is to a wall. Fuck you, all right? Anyway... Lottie thinks it's the zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. and he comes across a bunch of other kids surviving in this hell, like hellacious fucking Gotham, and they take him in, and they're, they're safe at first. And Lonnie hacks into his mother's job's uh, security cameras. She works at a strip club. Yep. And he sees that she's there, but she's like, there's a bunch of fucking jokerized mobsters yeah. outside trying to break their way in. Did you get the idea that if you were a kid uh, and you could break into the security cameras at a strip club, you would have been doing that a long time before then? Even um, if no, your mother was working, maybe you no, look at the no. off off days. Uh, if the off days, maybe yes. Yeah, you don't want to see your mom, but still, no. Uh, the other days, yeah, and la- I don't know what his mom's stripper name is. I'll go with Onyx. <laughs> and when anytime if you're on the camera and you hear next on the staging area, Onyx, give it I up for it, Onyx. Then you I turn off the camera. One, I, most security cameras don't have audio with them, so don't they? Well, no. then you just have to pay real attention when your mom's due up on this on this. The pole. How do you just not do that? You turn it off. <laughs> he's a kid. He's a teen. He's going to do that. But there's I'm also sure there's many other strip, other strip clubs. clubs. Yeah. Well, there are. Though yeah. maybe his mom's a free agent. She works the she works the circuit. But <laughs> Lonnie sees his mom's there, and there's a bunch of like you know like jokers outside trying to break in. So he freaks out and he runs away. 
the kids see uh, the footage he was looking at and realize these aren't just regular fucking folks out there. These are fucking dangerous mobsters. Yeah, yeah. So they run after his ass. They get, Honey, what are you doing? Get back here. And he's trying to jump across buildings. He can't. He's a stupid kid. Batwoman saves her, and we get a big... This actually is where it feels like a Batman Eternal like uh, side story more than Batman Endgame because we have all the Bat family fighting on the streets. Uh, I, I, I think it's ridiculous. Um, when... They first run into Batwoman. Can you explain what happened? Because I'm looking at it right now again. When I read it, he sprays a guy in the face. Yeah. He runs. Uh-huh. He jumps. Looks like he's falling to his death. Uh-huh. You never get the idea. Now, you, you kind of can guess that maybe somebody saved him, but you never see it. And then all you see is Batwoman's back jumping off the building. You I never, thought it was Batwoman. Yeah, it is Batwoman. But I'm saying yeah. when in possible time, when you look at this issue, I'm looking at it right now, you never see her help him at all. All of a sudden you see him jump, and you don't get the idea if he's going to fall to his death. He's in the middle of two buildings, but it looks like he's just going to jump to the next building. He yells, woohoo, or whoa, and then he gets to the building, lands, they go, oh my God, what was that? And then he says, I don't know, somebody saved me. You never uh, see her save him. And okay, it, then it's, somebody it's, did. I don't understand it's the point. Aw- I'm saying it's awful. It doesn't it's make sense. Awful. Something's missing. They yeah. don't show her saving him. We see him get enveloped by like a cape. No, he doesn't. He never does. The cape, is jump- the cape is jumping off the other side of the building. You never see him get enveloped in anything. He sprays the guy, runs. Next panel is him jumping between buildings. Next panel, him landing. And then the other kids jump that same building, jump there and go, what happened? And he says, I don't know. Somebody saved me. Okay, somebody saved me. It's just, but it's ridiculous. It's these, these, and then, then you see Batwoman kicking ass. You see Batgirl in the back. I, I'm telling you this, to me, this whole issue was so much nonsense. And they threw in these characters just to have them. It didn't make sense. It just didn't make sense to me. Again, also, you also get the point where Batwoman's there to save this one kid jumping between a building while it looks as if millions of people are beating the crap out of each other in the streets. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought the whole Batwoman thing was ridiculous. Uh, then Tim Drake's there. Like you said, you see Batgirl for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really thought that this whole issue was ridiculous. Then spoiler shows up. It's almost like you said, it's a who's who of uh, the Bat family. And I think it just ended up to me seeming like, okay, you can throw this person, this person, this person in so that it ties in. It does seem more like a Batman Eternal tie-in. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. Then, I had a lot of fun reading yeah. it. I'm saying that well, we can take this break from the serious stuff and see the stuff through the eyes of like a a teenager trying to do the right thing and a mm. group of friends, you know, this is almost like, you know, a coming of age story for this Lonnie where he get, meets his lifelong friends here and he's trying, and they're yeah. trying to find his mom and he got some superheroes to help him along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. And I guess that's, uh, at one point he makes those masks and spoiler joins in and puts the mask on and she's well, no, running like, around with him. Spoiler is like Tim Drake calls spoiler to help them get yeah, there yeah. once they explain what they're trying to do. Yeah, know. I'm saying, but she puts on one of those Joker masks with yeah, them. Yeah, because they, 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 get, they get a bunch of, they find a bunch of anarchy masks left over from the anarchy storyline in the dumpster, mm-hmm. and he spray paints them to look like Joker because yeah. even though these guys are crazy, these mobsters, they're not crazy enough to go against the Joker, so they run away from this mob yeah. of Jokers. It actually reminds me of um, almost a little like Shaun of the Dead when they pretend that they were zombies. Well, yeah, and walked around the zombies, stayed away from them, or actually thought they were part of them. So yeah, they, these 
these Jokerized people. Oh no, let's get away from all these Jokers. Well, I actually thought it's when I put it this in my review that the like you know all these mobsters are like you know crowding around the strip club trying to get him while they're all Jokerized. Mm-hmm. It's like the explanation in George uh, <laughs> fucking Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Where like they the survivors of Dawn of the Dead say, why are all these zombies coming to this mall? And there must be some innate like thing in their brain that they're going to some place that they love. Yeah. And these strippers, yeah, I mean, these mobsters must love really love some lap club. dances. It's the Bada Bing Club. They're off yeah. to, to go in. Uh, yeah. Do you get the idea too that this kind of is what um, I am Robin's going to be like? Because that's what we it, are, Robin. It, but we yeah. are Robin. Yeah. It came off to me like this would be what it seems like a prelude like. to yeah. it. This is where they get the idea. All these kids meet up and they decide, you I'm know the, what we. The one girl even seems to be dressed up as as Robin. Actually. Yeah, I I don't know. I I didn't like it, and it's Brian Bucciolato. I, I like I said I said earlier that I don't like him a lot when he's by himself. He's by himself this issue, and I I just thought it came off as nonsense. I love the art in this book. I thought it was a fun little side note to the uh, Endgame story. It is what it is. You don't need it for the rest, but if you want yeah. some more, why not? Yeah, I, I again. Maybe as an issue in and of itself, um, I I might have given it a five, but as a tie-in, I would have given it a two. I really thought it was nonsense. I did like at the end when they all get to the strip club and they're all hugging and yeah. dancing it up. One girl still got her hand on the pole. She'll, yeah. she's, a, she's a hard worker. She does not give up. It's a feel-good story is what it is, and I like those. Do you think they go the next day and continue their stripping career or you think they've learned the woe of their ways and and get a new uh job no they still need to they're still the stripping goddamn. they're yeah, still going they? for it i thought why maybe you said it was a feel-good uh deal and actually when i'm looking at it, it does end the uh issue with the words the beginning yeah dot 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 so yeah i have a feeling that these kids are like you know what we did so good as the joker let's dress as robin now, the thing is, I don't remember their names off the top of my head, but they spent some time telling you each individual kid's name, I believe. Mm. And so why would you do that for these throwaway characters? Um, I, I did have two other minor issues. I have um, I don't like that term, that's the beast. Yeah, They used that a couple term. times. And also, at one point, legitimately, I think it's the girl, yells, what the neck? I don't remember Instead that. of what the heck? She yeah. actually read, says, what the neck? Maybe it's a typo. I, I thought it might be, but yeah. I um, I thought this issue was a waste of time. That's what I put at the end of my thing. <laughs> but I've been negative this week. Yeah. And you know what? This podcast is going so long, but I'm going to mention two other books real quick. Uh, the last two books of mine. You're done yours, right? Yep. Uh, you you didn't do uh, Justice League United and World's Finest, right? But you, yes, you those came the, out this week. What did you give Justice League United? Do you remember? 7.5 okay, out of 10. Yeah, and that, that review is on the site. Again, it's uh, weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. Uh, you said you're going to do World's, World's Finest, Finest tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. And I've done all mine. And the other two, it's funny, we did this whole thing in only two of my books. But I had two stinkers. I had New Suicide Squad number 8 which I gave a 5 out of 10. It's written by Sean Ryan. Bunch of guys on artist art, including Tom Derenick, who's going to be the ongoing artist uh, when it comes back in June. Basically, if you've been reading the issue, uh, it ends the this team, the team that's been going right now, and it's this issue is a waste of time too. Basically, it's, hey, Sean, we got to have one more issue. you got to fix it so that this team's no longer involved. 
uh, make it happen. They were doing this story with this guy, Starman, I like to call him. Still yeah. don't think they ever gave him a name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you have to get rid of him. So you know what he does? He flies off. And goes this, into space. this issue is a bunch of convenient things happen, a bunch Subtext of, a bunch of ridiculous. At one point, that uh, <laughs> Harley decides she's just going to kill humans, and she loves it. I thought it was ridiculous. She's like, kill people? Oh, that's awesome. So they start killing Chinese because, you know, in Suicide Squad, Chinese people aren't real, I guess, because it makes it seem like it's nothing. Well, I didn't get that from that at all. He's like, you know what? We're going to kill people. And she says, killing people, that's awesome. And just starts killing people. She's looking away. Her heart's not into it. It's more of the fact that she's just, this is who she has been. But since Starman just saved her, and he's like, I'm not going to let any more people die. And and like, that's what she's left with. And then when, uh, was it Mantis says, uh, let's go kill these people. Oh, yeah, people kill them. That's great. People kill them. The next, the next uh, panel, she's beating the, she's killing somebody. Yeah, she's going for it, but I yeah, don't see her no, heart getting into it. Actually, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going, yeah. She's like, what? Yeah, yeah, kill some people. Yeah, I guess you're right. But then she, she does seem like that. And then the next issue, or next panel, she's legitimately killed a guy. So and yeah, she looks I, pretty into it. She's I've done stuff my heart started uh, They're all going. The art I thought was very uh, back and forth. Yeah. Um, there's only one thing that I loved about this issue, and that is the continuation of Amanda Waller's shitty eating. And yeah, they show her at one food. point she has the full out burger, fries, and uh, soda pop. Is yeah, what I saw call it. it. Made me laugh. Um, in my mind. Black Mana has a little bit of a tirade in this, and I believe in what I'd like to think is it's straight out of Sean Ryan's mouth that he says this, this Suicide Squad's a bunch of bullshit, this isn't what I signed on for, <laughs> that the team changes on a whim, the leadership, the leadership here is clueless, uh, <laughs> the only reason you're here is because you're stuck doing it, you have no other choice, and I'm telling you, Tim, he's saying yeah. this is ridiculous. And then at the end... Um, Amanda Waller's big fat uh, assistant, that's the one who's getting Amanda Waller eating bad because you know when you're big, you want everybody else to be big with you, I guess. He, nobody, you know, she couldn't eat good with Amanda Waller. She got Amanda Waller to eat crap food. Um, basically goes home and says, oh, honey, you know, her husband, oh, how are things? Oh, it's okay. You know, I did what I had to do. And they're like, oh, something broke. Oh, we'll fix it. And it, yeah. basically, I think it's Sean Ryan saying, listen, guys, whoever's still with me, uh, I know this book has been a bunch of shit. This isn't what I wanted it to be. I'm finally going to be able to do what I want. We're going to fix it when we come back from June. Give it a try and go for it. Uh, yeah. Because, man, this Sean Ryan's run started out okay uh, when Deathstroke, and it was kind of that interplay of you had uh, Joker's daughter and Harley going against each other, Deadshot versus Deathstroke. Things seemed to be going places, and I liked the kind of different take on it. It really went to hell, and it sucked. And this issue was bad. I actually gave it a 5 out of 10, and I'm looking at it now. I don't know why I gave it that high, because this issue was awful. Was I don't know, reading between the lines with all the talk he had in there, that was what the, was the pinnacle of the book for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get the idea? It was like the same thing. Like, he's yeah. like, man, this sucks, and I know it does, but please, God damn it, I'm stuck doing this. Uh, my last issue is an issue near and dear to my heart. It's Clarion number six, and I'm sure you did not read this. No, I did not. No, and you're, I refuse you're to read Clarion. Um, you know who comes back? Tickle. 
All right, Teagle. Yeah, and he actually does something. I have no idea. You know why? Because I didn't understand a goddamn thing that happened in this book. It was so confusing. Uh, it ended a series that never should have happened. It was awful. Uh, you get the end of the story of Clarion at the Moody Museum and the, uh, the Buddy Bots and all this crap uh, just to prove to you that Anosenti is just awful. She actually references something where the editor has to point out that it's from a Jack Kirby comic from 1973. It says, <laughs> editor's note, worst. read Jack Kirby's Demon number 14 from 1973. I'm not going to my local comic shop and going to the back issues for fucking yeah, Demon. From 1973. Yeah. For crying out loud, I get angry if they, issue, you know, have something now in an issue, you know, say an issue 40 and they say, oh, from issue 23. I hate that. Yet, uh, 1973? And it's because she pulled out this obscure demon who, it makes no sense. At the end, it's just garbage. This whole series uh, was garbage except for one thing. The art was awesome. The art, Trevor McCarthy and Seisman Kudransky were great. And uh, I usually don't mention a lot of the color work. Guy Major's colors were were incredible they really were it really set the tone there was a lot of like purples and and bright yellows it had a, a definitely had a look um trevor mccarthy is going to be on um aquaman with you that you'll yeah. be reviewing cullen bunn doing it i don't it know should be awesome man. yeah his art's awesome it's weird because it maybe it's that i'm just kind of tying it in with this book he has a very unique style in and the panel layouts and how it is hopefully it'll be just kick-ass with aquaman but the art in this was was great uh the book was terrible and everybody i talked to on the site uh, nobody likes it i like i said i gave it a three and usually when i do this i have to point out that i actually gave it a negative two for (laughs) uh writing because the art was great and if we went by Half and half, I probably would have given it a 4.5 and a zero in writing because the art's great. I hate to, you know, give Trevor McCarthy and Seisman Kudransky, you know, make it look like they were on a shitty book because they did the best they could. They really, they should have got um, uh, combat pay for <laughs> working with her, which I've mentioned with uh, Anne Nocenti. And I have to point out in the, in the review, there was a mention of Puppet Master. Really? Uh, yeah. I just said that I was going in. I basically I made the joke that I was going strapping my helmet in and going in. And if I didn't come back in ten minutes, tell my wife and children I love them, and tell Eric that Puppet Master sucks. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. So I again, when I do reviews for Clarion or any of the Endosini books, I, I can't even take it seriously. It's that bad. And that's it. I'm done with that's that. It. We're done with this eight-hour podcast. We can <laughs> we can call it a podcast, right? Because it was like 19 hours. I, I never said that. All right, I never said that. I said it. You did want a long podcast, and they just keep getting longer. I actually thought we were going to get a hang of this and make them uh, shorter. If we didn't, it's because of all the solicits uh, if for we June we the, got into. Yeah, if we didn't have the June stuff, we might have actually been able to hit an hour and a half tonight. We kept the nonsense at a minimal. I kind of, yes. I'm telling you. I guarantee you, by the time we ended the news and got halfway through the books, I am so tired, I'm getting freaking giddy. <laughs> I'm like a kid who like stays up all night at their friend's house and you start talking crazy stuff. The night sleep giggles. Yeah, yeah, I have the sleep giggles. Even though I drank freaking two gridlocks, I had three cups of coffee. I I, I can't just I can't stay up this late. And now so I'm, I what? I was gonna I was gonna go into this thing because you're just going on again, but mm. uh. 
for anybody who's still listening. Yes. Um, our Facebook page is a little lonely, so everybody has Facebook uh, pages. Facebook. And, you know the Facebook pages? Yes, like? I know. This, I, I looked it up because you're always giving me shit. Nice. But um, if everybody has Facebook, go in and follow this or like it, so it, you'll just be updated. Because I pretty much put everything up immediately as soon as we have it on the site. It's on the yeah. Facebook, so you know it's out there. It's uh, www.facebook.com backslash Weird Science DC Comics. Nice. Nice. Uh. Yeah, also come, we said before, we have uh, Weird Science DC Comics blog dot blogspot dot com is our main page. Uh, send us emails at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And if you can, please go to iTunes and give us a rating, whether you hate us or like us or something. We I hate it just being blank. Agreed, me as well, yeah, but yeah. I hope you do not hate it. No, I don't know after tonight. I think everybody's asleep by now. I think I am. In fact, about two seconds ago, I thought I was talking to the mic. I was talking to my gridlock. And that's not a lie. I was. I was sitting there talking. So at one point, the, I probably fade off like uh, Reggie Reggie claims I do all the time. It's because I was talking into the gridlock. I am so tired. But you know what? I might go to Wendy's right now and get a Baconator. You're disgusting. I know. Well, you want to end it for the night? Yes, I hope everybody enjoyed uh, listening to this podcast. It went a lot long, and we apologize for that. I uh, hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you in seven. See ya. You like that? No, you sound like a sad sack. I am. It was a like sad. Up, dude. It was a sad week. I'm sick. Are you done episode... with your intro? No, this is episode <laughs> ten, which is a milestone, and you're acting all depressed as shit. I am. I'm depressed.